is Law Nation. As we proceed to give you guys what you need, today, Sunday, the 22nd of this month, let's continue to comb through the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not the team to beat. I put the incorrect grammar in there. Let me fix it on the fly, baby. Let's go, let's go. I put it is, but you guys see it? It's going to update in the field. The Cowboys are not the team to beat. Let's go. Be sure to slap that notification bell and join. Join the squad. Shout out to the HBO game. Let's go. We are also will be live on Roku, Amazon, TV. Check me out on iTunes. Check me out there. We everywhere, baby. Shout out to the Facebook gang. Appreciate those who out there. Shout out to those who watch this episode or these episodes on iTunes. Let's go. They really say ain't no party like a cowboy party. Let's grind. Let's go, baby. Five, four, three, two, and one. Let's go. Shout out to you, Super. Appreciate you for jumping in. Appreciate you for being part of this episode. Hold on. Let me reboot this thing again. Hold on. Turn me up. Let's go. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Here we go, baby. Can't stop a tank with no key. All right. Shout out to you, Greg. Barry. All right. Now you guys can see me. I hope you guys had a wonderful day uh, today, and I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. You know, uh, practice will start this week, and they will have uh, some some of the veterans, and they will have some of the uh, rookie guys that, that, that will enter, enter uh, commingle together, right, or integrate together. Uh, shout out to Eastside Harrah. I see you in the chat. Appreciate you for jumping in. We accept them all, right? So y'all be sure to hit that notification bell. Join the SWAT. Uh, shout out to you, Terrence Shorts. Appreciate you for what you do on the Facebook. And Jim Laws, the outlaws over here, baby. All right, Zeke going to ball out. This is from Yarber. Look. There's an there's pretty much, and uh, you guys are ready to just just take Ezekiel Elliott and kick him off the bridge, right? You know y'all y'all are re- y'all are so ready to get Ezekiel Elijah Elliott and kick him off the bridge. I I'd never seen so much hate for one guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's between I don't know who hates. I don't know how you guys hate. Who the most, you know? Is it Jerry Jones? Is it Dak Prescott? Ezekiel Elliott? Or was it Amari Cooper when he was here? Uh, I, I I just don't know how or what else to say. I, I get it. Like, you're upset and angry, right? I, I remember when people turned on Emmitt Smith. I, I, I remember. And I'm not saying that Ezekiel Elliott is Emmitt Smith, but I remember everybody banging on the table. 
Troy Hambrick. Troy Hambrick. He's better. He's better than Emmett. Troy Hambrick. <laughs> you guys remember that? Who remember that? Let me know in the chat. Troy Hambrick. You know, put him in. He shows a little bit more explosiveness out for his run. What happened to Troy? <laughs> Not Aikman, but Hambrick. I think is that was that was his name. <laughs> but I, I just want you guys to pump the brakes. The dude did have a PCL tear. And if you want to be mad at someone or anyone, be mad at the front office or be mad at the coaching staff. They they are the ones that committed coaching malpractice. You know, Greg Berry said he remember. You know, so I, I, I don't understand why you guys are just so quick to say get rid of a guy. I know we didn't achieve to what we want, but time out for that. And, and the best way to utilize Ezekiel Elliott is with Tony Pollard, not Tony Pollard stand alone by himself, nor Ezekiel Elliott stand alone by himself. Use both of those guys, and the team will perform better. The greatest Hibby Smith, yeah, Zeke gonna be be gone basically. Shout out to you, I, I feel you. We going to run this year, yeah. Um, appreciate everybody for jumping in. Just use both running backs together. Don't be so quick to get rid of one running back for another. Or for, look, I hate to use them as an example, but there was a, a a campaign out there even when the Steelers won their Super Bowl. With fast Willie Parker and Jerome Bettis. Excuse me. What did fast Willie Parker do when Jerome Bettis, Bettis left? I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, so I'm not trying to uh, say that Ezekiel Elliott and, and Tony Pollard are those guys, but, but just be careful what you ask for. Don't spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have. Because at one point in time, the thing that you do have was something you dreamed for, longed for, wished for, right? Write that one down. Um, so, so, yeah, we one one k off of a, a torn MC or a torn a PCL. Yeah, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you three five seven. Tell Kelly Moore that he has that that one that don't know how to use this, them swears. Well, yeah, my thing is, my thing is this right here. With Kellen Moore, last year, his third year ever calling plays, let that sink in, his third year ever calling plays. Let me say this again for somebody way in the back. His third year ever calling plays in the National Football League, and he hit a stone wall. He was in rhythm. Everything looked pretty good. The Cowboys, before the Denver game, was ranked third in rushing. The Cowboys, before the Denver game, was ranked number one in passing. Those are things that you have to contextualize. And then when teams got a good bead of tape on him, oh, excuse me. When Dak Prescott pulled his calf muscle or what have you, things began to look a little crazier. 
And I look back and I watch that game of the Denver Broncos trying to see what really, really, really happened. I combed through that tape multiple times. The Cowboys had gotten the ball twice into the red zone or twice into their side of the field and didn't put up a single point because they thought that they had the big cojones, right? And all it did was inflamed and infuriate and just made it frustrated for themselves, but made it frustrated for the opposing team. They wanted it more than the Cowboys. And everybody was counting out the Denver Broncos, but I encourage you guys to go back and watch that tape. The Cowboys, for the first six or seven minutes of that game, they was doing everything they wanted to do against the Denver Broncos. But before you look up, the finals, well, you can say before you look up, you got a chance to see 30 and zero on the clock on the board. And the Cowboys was not the team with the 30 points. Uh, Jake the Greg Law, they hated Byron Jones for not getting interceptions. Now they hate Trayvon Diggs because he gave up yards. Because, uh, yeah, yardage, but he got 11 INTs. Yeah. And in that game, in that game, speaking of Trayvon Diggs, he did give up a big pass against Tim Patrick. But not just that. They line Tim Patrick on the outside and the inside. They line him up on the opposite side of the field. Tim Patrick was the secret sauce. Jerry Judy was the other accelerant to that fire over there. And um, on one big play, we, we stopped them, shut them down. Go back and watch the tape. And then my guy, Trayvon Diggs, pulled cloth on Tim Patrick. I believe that's his name. Y'all help me out if it's not. And uh, that was one of Trayvon, Big, Trayvon Diggs' worst game. And we lost that game. Um, but it is what it is. Every year you, you, you go up against a team and you lose it, right? But that shouldn't be a, a sitting, sitting situation where, as you say, oh, we doomed because we didn't beat the Denver Broncos last year, right? <laughs> and other teams got tape on how to beat the Cowboys. Well, they played us physical. But they figured it out by mistake. They got a chance to run the ball on the edge. Keep in mind, there was no D-law. And the person that was looking to make any impact to that game on that front was a good old guy by the name of Randy Gregory. He couldn't stop a nosebleed in that game. And I'm not saying this because Randy Gregory now plays for a sad team. He couldn't stop the run. I encourage you guys to go back and watch the tape. And when you're talking about setting the edge, shoot. <laughs> that brother couldn't stop a nosebleed. If, so, if he stopped a fraction of some of those runs, the Cowboys could have been still in the stick of it. But people would look back and say, Cowboys lost badly, baby. <laughs> Oh, they lost badly against those Denver Broncos. But go back and watch the game, and you'll see, man, they ran on the edge. They didn't run too much up the gut. And when they did, yeah, they still gashed us a little bit. But primarily, they ran on the edge. 
And Parsons, you only have one Parsons. You didn't, you know, everybody else. It was a situation. Uh, Jordan Lewis caught an interception, but that was a play that was pulled back because, oh, Trayvon Diggs had the penalty. But it is what it is. Safety play on Diggs' side was garbage, and that was KZ. This is from my guy, Chris. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was garbage, baby. <laughs> it was garbage. Uh, <laughs> physicality wasn't uh, DeMonte KZ's play right but that's all old news now cowboy nation i believe what dan quinn is looking at is getting back physical getting some stronger guys in the mix some attitude guys and i appreciate those who who watch uh, some of the clips that i put out there uh i would try to put together another piece maybe uh first thing in the morning or late 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 tonight you guys so be sure to hit that like button and share share that icon and join the notification squad because you never know you never know. Let me see if I can put the chat box up, man. Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, by right here. Here we go. Here we go. Let me slide over right here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the artist King, he says Randy Gregory out overruns plays a lot. Yeah, he did. He he didn't have a lot of discipline on those plays there. But I'm not I'm not kicking Randy Gregory because he's a hell of a pass rusher, and that's what you need in this game. But what we're gonna talk about now is We'll, we'll keep the phone lines open, but, but what we would do is uh, also listen to some audio, and we'll go back and forth with that. So uh, you guys bear with me. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. The phone line is 657, and um, you can see it at the bottom right there on the screen there, 657-390-7391. That's the hotline for your mind, and uh, just feel free to call in at any time. All right, <clears throat> before we go a little bit further, Let's listen in to this audio, and uh, we and I'll go over this, okay? All right, that's okay with you guys? Let's go. This offseason, as they have addressed the rest of the defense through free agency and weapon, and A.J. Brown as the Eagles ranked mm -hmm. in the bottom five in receiving yards last season. All right, so we got some other friends here to talk a little NFL. Kimberly Martin and Rob Minkovich here. Let's start uh, here. The Eagles are the team to be in the are, no, sorry, this is the question. Are the Eagles the team to be in the <laughs> NFC? I almost answered the question for you. Uh, Kimberly, let's start with you. Uh, no. If you had said that was, uh, if you're going to say the Eagles are the favorite, um, no. And you know why? We talk so much about quarterbacks in the, in the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. You might as well sit out. Now, that's a good point by Kim. Uh, shout out to her. She said, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have nothing. All right, and uh, happy birthday to you, DCFN uh, 1973, who turned 49 just yesterday, man. Happy birthday to you, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful living another day on this dimension. <laughs> another year. You made it, dog. You made it. I'm trying to catch up with you, man, so shout out to you. The one, despite all the additions, the one question mark that everyone still has is the Eagles quarterback. I love Jalen Hurts. I love coming out of the draft, the way people talked about him, uh, how guys rally around him. It's infectious. I yeah. think he's going to be a really good starter. 
we still have to see him this season go out there. And the best quarterback in the NFC East is still Dak Prescott. And that is the only thing that separates, in my mind, the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Because the Dallas Cowboys, that gap between them and the rest of the NFC East, as, as people like to joke, oh. that gap is shrunk. But again, the quarterback, a lot of confidence in Jalen, but he still has to go out and prove the naysayers wrong. He has to prove the Eagles right. And he's a guy who's up for the challenge, but he still has to do it. All right. So basically, the Cowboys are no longer the team to beat, according to most pundits. But Kim, Kimberly, she says otherwise. She said that basically if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have nothing at all, right? Or you don't have a, a team that can make it in these sorts of things. And that's what a lot of people have been arguing with me with for these last five years or now or going on six now. Like, hey, Law, you don't have a quarterback, man. Come on, Law, you get it? You know, she hit the nail on the head. Or the hammer, with, she had it, the hammer in her hand and she hit the nail on the head right there. Bam. It's all the way in there. So my thing is, this is how you win in the National Football League. First and foremost, get to the playoffs. But along the way of getting to the playoff, win your division. Those are baby steps. We can't put the cart in front of the horse. Remember, this paper don't hit. This paper don't make sacks. This paper don't win games. This paper don't get turnovers. This paper, that's all you got right now is paper. And some people feel entitled when they get certain players on their team and their effort goes from not from here to down here because they feel as if though they already accomplished something, right? But you got to put it down on the field. But let's listen to the rest of the people that's watching right now. Appreciate you guys so much. Let's listen. Kimberly, you are wrong. You are wrong on this one. Listen, oh, I think the Eagles go, on draft night. Come on now. Kimberly, hear me out. Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay. Listen, draft night when A.J. Brown went to the Eagles, that is when mm -hmm. the Eagles jumped over the Cowboys. Because right now, if you're the Cowboys, <laughs> look, everybody loves diamonds. Okay, you know how diamonds are made? <laughs> pressure. A lot of pressure on them Cowboys. So the Cowboys every single year. Every single year, you hear Jerry Jones, well, now, hey, we've got a team we put together here. We're going to put ourselves in the Super Bowl. And they don't make it because they're under the pressure. The Eagles right now, they just come flying under the radar. They already won their Super Bowl a few years ago, okay? So, listen, you got Devontae Smith. You got A.J. You got the quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen Hurts yes. right now is on this, like, upswing. And he's going to continue to grow and develop and be a better quarterback. And you're building the team around him. So you add more weapons. He's got the mm -hmm. offensive line. He's got the defense. They got the cornerbacks. They got the pass rush. So for me, they got the draft pick in the pass rush. So for me, I think the Eagles right now are the team to beat. And there's only two teams in this division. The rest, you know, I, I'm yeah. not believing in the Giants right now. I'm not believing in the football team. So I think it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the Eagles just jumped the Cowboys. All right. So with that, with the with that understanding from uh, this guy, I think his name is Nick. They shouldn't have to play, just based off of the off-season moves and what happened during the draft, or what have you. The Cowboys and the Eagles should be the team to represent out of the NFC East. 
You shouldn't even have to worry about the the Giants nor the Washington football team based off of his assessment. And and based off his assessment, the Cowboys being 12 and 5, you can just shun that, sully that and cast that out and just be like, "You know what? Since the moves that he feel in his humble opinion, right? were better than what the Cowboys did, that even if the Cowboys were to play the uh, the Eagles right now, that they didn't close that 30-point gap because they went and got an A.J., because they went and got a Jordan, oh, excuse me, a big Jordan Davis, and the Kobe D, and Hassan Reddick, because they got these trough of players that all of a sudden this should hyphen the 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 out aspect of the game, the knowledge poured upon uh, the defensive coordinator and the, um, the the head coach Sariani should automatically increase because of the talent level of said players are now on the team. I come here to tell y'all right now that this paper will not save you. It's all about heart and determination. Because if I do a poll right now and say, hey, who is the best player in the NBA right now? You know, is LeBron James a better player in the NBA? Did LeBron James make it to the playoffs? But on paper, the Lakers should have won the championship. They shouldn't even have to play. Right? If that's the case and the scenario, you shouldn't have to play the game. Because the papers say so, right? Am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> yeah, let's listen to uh, some more of this. Rob, I, um, first off, there's no need to slight my giants. We didn't do anything to you. We're trying to figure out life. <laughs> Rob okay. is the name. Okay. A lot of questions Nikovich. around Daniel Jones. Sorry. But I, Not I, sorry. I, I, I would have to probably agree <laughs> with Kimberly on this one. Just because I, for me, and I, I love Jalen Hurts. And I get it. Look, they were able to steal Mm -hmm. James Bradbury from the Giants as far as the corner. Like, I get what their defense is doing. I I get all the moves that the Eagles have made. And I agree with you. A.J. Brown has a chance to be blockbuster with them, right? But I've heard so many people. And one of the things I've always had questions about with Jalen is that there are a lot of questions even around last year about his decision-making and his accuracy. Right. So if if those are two big questions around him moving forward and we're projecting – I, I, to a degree, I know that Dak Prescott has been in the MVP conversation before before he got injured a couple of years ago. Now, I know last year wasn't his best year, but we are still projecting. I know there's holes that they have for the Dallas Cowboys, and losing Amari Cooper definitely hurts. But still having the pieces that the Cowboys have, what they did in the division last year, I, I respect the Eagles that they're up and coming, but I still think the Eagles need to take it away from the Cowboys rather than we come out of the gate saying that, oh, it's the Eagles, and now the Cowboys are chasing the Eagles. I still yeah, they got to take it. They still got to fight it. And let me pull this up right quick. Let me pull this up. I hope you guys can see. All right, so this is a side-by-side action of Dak Prescott last year and MVP Aaron Rodgers. Did, for, for, for example, did Aaron Rodgers win the MVP last year? I, I need to know. I need to know, and let me rewind to what he said. Let me rewind to what he said. Hold on. Bradbury from the Giants as far as the corner. Like, I get 
what their defense is doing. I, I get all the moves that the Eagles have made, and I agree with you. A.J. Brown has a chance to be blockbuster with them, right? But I, I've heard so many people, and one of the things I've always had questions about with Jalen is that there are a lot of questions even around last year about his decision-making and his accuracy. So if, if those are two big questions around him moving forward and we're projecting, I, I, to a degree, I know that Dak Prescott has been in the MVP conversation before before he got injured a couple of years ago. Now, I know last year wasn't his best year. He said last year wasn't his best year. All right, so I'm, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. One is considered the MVP year, and the other is considered trash at best or average at best or just just above just above average. Like if if I was an alien from outer space and I was to come down and to watch these numbers or just look at these numbers, I would say, well, these guys got to be somewhere in the same proximity, right? I got to see this, right? Because, excuse me, excuse me for anyone that's watching. If you want to talk about the NFC lease, I wonder what those numbers would have looked like if Dak Prescott got a chance and an opportunity to play the Detroit Lions twice a year. Oh, excuse me. I wonder if the Dallas Cowboys got a chance and an opportunity to play the Chicago Bears twice. So you can't remove one number and elevate one and take away from the other. Because I'm quite sure if the Cowboys were to play the Detroit Lions and hung 40 to 50 points on them, they would say, ah, you know, it's just the measly Lions. You know, play a real team, right? And if and if this particular team, if the Dallas Cowboys played the Saints last year, oh, they did. And they beat the Saints. Oh, they did. And the Green Bay Packers, they lost to the Saints. Oh, they did. What world are we living in? How are we computing the numbers, right? Oh, didn't we beat the Minnesota Vikings without our starting quarterback? And did this quarterback lose to the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, oh, but what about this law? The 49ers, they beat the bejesus out of the Dallas Cowboys, according to most pundits, right? Dak Prescott threw a 27 QBR. But what if I told you the MVP? Of the NFL, he threw an 18.9 QBR. Is 27 better than 18? Let me know. <laughs> oh, my God. Trip, Trip Aces says stats lie. So let me pay you $5 an hour for what you do, and then somebody pay me 50 you know? <laughs> Would you be saying, hey, man, the stats lie. I just give me the five, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, you've been like, nah, dog, give me the, give me what law is getting, you know. <laughs> Those are stats if you really contextualize it, right? Stats equates the money. So you can't, look, old folks right, you can't, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, you know. <laughs> you just can't, you just can't put stats out there and then use them for your benefit 
to take them away when you want to, you know, that just don't work that way, you know? <laughs> and here, here's the thing. We know that the quarterback didn't get a chance to throw the ball all through training camp. We know that the quarterback was coming off of a compound fractured injury, right? The bone piercing through the skin. You got your dermis, your epidermis, and your, you know, you got your epidermis, dermis, subcutaneous, right? It pierced through all of that. Bone. And to ultimately play halfway through the season for you to have a calf strain. Which normally when you have a calf strain, that's close to having something else to pop. I don't care what you say. That had to be playing into the psyche of the quarterback. They have to play into the mindset of the quarterback. Right? And all I want y'all beautiful people to do is go back and watch the Denver game and then go back and watch the Patriots game. You can clearly see that the delivery of the ball was extremely different. Law, did Dak Prescott had a, a good year in 2019? Now, when you say that, are you contextualizing as the, the Cowboys being 8-8? Eight and eight? Because I can break down 2019. Like this. I can literally break it down just like this. And a root canal. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy. <laughs> Let's listen to more of these guys. But we are still projecting. I know there's holes that they have for the Dallas Cowboys. And losing Amari Cooper definitely hurts. But still having the pieces that the Cowboys have, what they did in the division last year, I, I respect the Eagles that they're up and coming. But I still think the Eagles need to take it away from the Cowboys, rather than we come out of the gate saying that, oh, it's the Eagles and now the Cowboys are chasing the Eagles. I still think there's respect that deserves to be put on the shoulders of the Dallas Cowboys for what they've been able to achieve with Dak Prescott thus far. Hold on. Um, <clears throat> my guy says, my guy Drew says, hold on, law. Aaron Rodgers is 11 and 10 in the playoff compared to Dak Prescott, one and three. Are you using his full body of work? Or you cutting it off to fit your narrative, right? Because if you want to talk about stats in the last 13 years, it don't mean a hill of beans or what Aaron Rodgers is. He had the same amount of nothing that's going on in the playoffs. Just because you win a playoff game doesn't mean that it elevates your game. How about this for cookies? Can somebody put out Jimmy Garoppolo playoff wins and compare them to other quarterbacks and what you say, oh, just because he got playoff wins, I'm taking Jimmy J. Did you know that Jimmy Garoppolo won two games back-to-back without throwing a single touchdown in the playoffs? He beat the Dallas Cowboys, and then he turned around and beat the number one seed in the playoffs without throwing a touchdown. An eagle span, he's sitting here, he's watching, right? Because he can't go to his content creators to watch their channels. He's here watching mine. You know who I am, but I don't know who you are. So you the one crying. I'm a grown man. I don't have nothing to cry for. The phone line is right there. Why don't you talk to me? 
657-390-7391. And I go, I'm going to talk to you like your daddy should have, right? <laughs> so that's the reality of it. Nick, it's real simple. Which quarterback in this moment would you choose? Mm. You would choose Dak. Drew, and being three and four in the last seven years, what what do what do he get for that? A cookie? Do do Aaron Rodgers get a cookie for that? Being three and four? Come on, baby. You 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 picking on the wrong topic. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing that is making me say the Dallas Cowboys are the team to be because they won 12 games last year. They won the division last year and they have the quarterback. All that said, my guy, I am with you on how the Eagles have the best yes. O-line and D-line. The, uh, they came out of this draft with you are so excited about this Eagles team. And if you're choosing with your heart, I get it. The Eagles, that that they're the team that's on the upswing. I get it. But we still have to see it. And if there are questions about downfield accuracy, if there are questions about decision-making, if there are questions about whether the Eagles will commit to Jalen beyond this year, then mm. you can't say right now that the Eagles are the team to beat. Mm. Week five, we might be able to say that. But right now, no. She has a lot of objectivity because I love the way she put it. Round week five, you could say that. But now when it's May, June, and July, you can't say that. You know, the respect that was given to the Washington football team last year, they said, hear me out, my memory is sharp with it. They said that they are the team that won the division. And until otherwise, they will be the team to beat. Do you guys recall that? I know I do. But somehow, somehow, the Cowboys are not the team to beat, which is beneficial to us. Because we can mosley along and just ride the waves under the radar, even though, even though every segment is about the Dallas Cowboys. And I love it. Let's listen to more of these guys. All right. I guess I'm just following my heart on this one. And I'm going with the Eagles. <laughs> Which is fine. Which is fine. We know emotions. You're an emotional guy. Yes. But yes. Jay and I are emotional guy. Oh my gosh. Rob, I'm curious. Where, where would you have Dak ranked as it relates to the top quarterbacks in the NFL? As opposed to where you have Jalen Hurts He's Hertz up ranked? there. No, so yes, Dak is above Jalen Hurts, no doubt about it. And, and okay. I think Dak is a tremendous quarterback. But uh, again, your team has to really rally around your quarterback. Your quarterback has to play great down the stretch. And I feel like the, in the early parts of the season, Dak really played well. He played lights out. I mean, you look at week one, that uh, Cowboys-Tampa game, it was insane. And then things kind of fell apart a little mm -hmm. bit. And you saw the, the chemistry of that team really – was starting to happened. kind of pull Talk on each end, it. and they were struggling a little bit, and they didn't make it to where they expect. We expected them to go. So now, you know, you look at the off season. You got certain guys that were like, you know, I got more money over here, or well, I got the same money. I'm just going to leave the Cowboys because I want to go to another team. And and you saw some guys moving around, and maybe some unhappy players on that team, which eventually could mess. Hold on, you got to put the whole context in. It wasn't Amari Cooper's choice. It wasn't Amari Cooper's choice, nor 
Was it Lyell Collins? Choice. The Cowboys front office choices. And the whole situation and scenario, when you look at the Randy Gregory's thing, shoot, I love the Cowboys, but you mean to tell me that you are willing to take my guaranteed money even if I get a fine? Shoot. Denver Broncos gave me a contract without that language in it. Cowboys had that language in it. From a business perspective, <laughs> I love the Cowboys, but shoot, that's 70 million. I can get fined for having too long of a socks. I'm going where I can get the money with less, with less liabilities hanged all the way to it. You know, I don't want to be liable for all of that. So I don't blame Randy Gregory for what he did. And just to be fair to his agent and everything else, the Cowboys offered him pretty much a real low contract. The Denver gave him that $70 million. That was their first offer. They allowed the Cowboys to counter. They countered with that, with that offer that was announced. But they had that language in there. And before we even start this live stream, I told you guys, the, whole, the, the, the pros and cons of Randy situation. It's up that chemistry, and there's two parts of a team that are very important. It's chemistry and communication. If you don't have chemistry, you can't really go that far. So I think that this team right now, with Dak, they're going to have to search for that identity, that chemistry. And if they can do that, yeah, they could be a great football team. But there's a lot of pressure on this team to make it not only to a playoff, but to get to a Super Bowl. And every single year, Jerry Jones says – you know, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I don't have many bites left. I need to get back to a Super Bowl, and that can yeah. affect the team. And I like the way the Eagles have approached uh -huh. this offseason. They went out and they approached mm -hmm. the needs to help Jalen Hurts. You go and you get A.J. Brown. You go and get a really good pass rusher because we all know there's two, there's two parts to an NFL team that are really important. Your pass rush and your quarterback play. And if you have more weapons mm -hmm. like A.J. Brown and you go have a young Awesome receiver yes. core. And then you go get the cornerbacks. So they got two cornerbacks. They got a pass rush. They got the receiver. And now we're just going to have to see if Jalen Hurts can do it. If he can do it, I think this team is great. We have to see. We, the, I, I love why, watch, why would the lady say? Listen to the lady, man. We have to see. We have to see. <laughs> That's the offer. I'm glad you ended on that. We have to see. Good job, man. All I'm saying. He's Nick, following his heart. He's following his heart. If the question was, who do you trust more down the stretch? I would have a different answer. You know what I mean? Exactly. I want a different answer. They do it like this now. How do they do it now? I don't know. Anyways, uh, still to come on first take. You guys aren't leaving us. Oh, my gosh. We have the old, look, look. you have the old wait and see moment. Boy, <laughs> Gallup won't be back around like week five. You know, uh, I feel you. Uh, Gallup won't be back, yeah, until to week five. Let me see. Um, week three. The Dallas Cowboys last season versus the Eagles. Did Michael Gallup play that game? Yeah, I just need a yes or a no. Did Michael was Michael Gallup in that game? Oh. Was Keanu Neal in that game? Oh. Was Demarcus Law in that game? Oh. 
And, and could somebody could somebody educate me on what happened in that game? Did did, did Slay play that game? <laughs> I need to know, baby. I need to know. Did 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 Darius? What's his name? Darius? Did Darius Slay play in that game? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I just need to know. You know, can can somebody? I need to know, can somebody put down what was the final score? Because what I'm hearing from a lot of Eagles fans is that they taking credit from another team for what they did to us. Not just the craziest thing of it all. They they taking credit. They said, hey, what y'all do against the 49ers? I said, okay. But what, what we did against you guys, I need to know. I need to know. I'm not even talking about when they arrested everybody because I know know a lot of people are going to pull up. Hey, we was resting. We we were resting our starters. They needed to take a nap. And the Cowboys wanted to take credit against that. So I'm going back to the first game. I can't make this stuff up. And then they want to come to my channel to talk that noise. Shame. 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 (laughs) Oh. Lord, you can't be using that, Lord. We were resting our starters, man. We were resting our starters, man. See, that's what the Cowboys do. What y'all did in the last 10 years. But see, it used to be, it used to be, well, at least we won the Super Bowl in the last two years. And now they're stretching it out. See, it's 2017 is going on five years now. See how amazing that time go by? Before you know it, it'll be 20 years. <laughs> You know, it's crazy, baby. Shame. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm having a good time, boy. Well, Lord, what you eating? Some eagle eggs right now. I heard, man, man we're going to call Peter. You, That's okay. I'm finna fry the wings next, you know. <laughs> hey, y'all got some Tony catches over there? <laughs> oh, they don't want Tony Pollitts, you know. <laughs> I heard you put a little Tony Pollitts on it, baby. Oh, did you try some Ezekiel sauce? Boy, that Ezekiel sauce. Boy, it was, it, it's, it's so hot, it'll burn the eyes, baby. All right, from the 713, you're live. From the 713, you're live. Hello? Yeah, yeah, what's good? Hello, Law. Yeah. I'm one of your subscribers. Right, right. And the first thing I got to say is how about them Cowboys? How about them? How about them? Yes. And the Eagle fans, uh, last year when they were saying they were arresting their players, so what happened in the Tampa Bay game? Were they still resting? I mean, they fell asleep. Wake up, wake up. We were trying to yeah, wake, wake up. up. They were still taking a nap, weren't they? <laughs> right, right. And these other guys, these, these uh, guys that are in here trolling, Right, right. What's up with that? I mean, they, you know, they just like to come over and see their daddy, you know. 
<laughs> they mama didn't, <laughs> they mama didn't tell them yet. They mama that. didn't tell them yet. They just want to come over and see their dad and say, "Oh, that's my, that's my dad right there." That's all the time they can see their dad. So, <laughs> so, so, daddy, why don't you give him a little spanking and tell him, you know, you know, yeah. it's, you know, they're doing the wrong thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put all of them right there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yo, man, what, what you got for the show, man? <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk to you for a minute. Nothing, but, nothing to it, man. Nothing to it. We we just cool and we having a good time. The, the, the Eagles know I'm all in good good sport. I'm just talking noise, like I should. You know how it goes. Exactly. You right. have the right. Right, right. I got the bragging right all year until we face one another, and then then we can reset. That, that that's when the great reset will happen. You know. <laughs> I, I think that is what we need to say. Our new model is: we will see. We we shall see. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. That is, is an even better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to, you know, say something. None, none, none to it, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. All right. That's Thank a good you. call from him, man. Good call from, you know. No days off. No days off. No days off, man. No days off. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> That's uh, Coach Belichick, man. You know, uh, he's still one of the good ones, uh, although he's for, for for the other team over there. But I love that that drop right there. Let's go. I'd be curious. Well, who wants to pay ten billion? This is uh, a little over market value. Rich Eisen. There might show. be a time when these things slow down. Maybe not. Uh, hasn't happened yet. But. Um, no, he's not going anywhere. And, and the difficult thing with that is that that's not the kind of story that really excites the fan base. <laughs> I mean, oh, good. Uh, a reminder that the Jones family will, will hold on to this thing for the next 30 or 40 years um, because it has not been a great last 26 years for this team. Well, i got to be honest with you, Tim. Uh, I, I don't – if I had to say the Cowboys are better or worse or less improved – if I'm going to be even generous than, than the team that, the, that strolled off the field with no time left and having no shot in the end zone against the 49ers, uh, I would choose they're, they're not as good. You know, you lose Randy Gregory, you trade away Amari Cooper, you re-sign Gallup. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm wondering about the wear and tear on Zeke, you know, because as soon as I saw – you know, uh, the and our schedule release show, uh, Week 10, Cowboys and Mike McCarthy go to, to Green Bay. I'm like, when was the last time they, they went there? It was Dak's rookie season. He had three right. touchdown passes, and Zeke almost had 160 yards rushing on so, almost 30 carries. And I'm like, Zeke just mm-hmm. doesn't do that anymore. I, I guess. Well, <clears throat> let me see if we can pull this up. When, when Ezekiel Elliott did something like that. Let me see if I can pull that up. And I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, week three, week four. Let's see if I'm right. Let me see if I'm right. It was probably week four, right? Yeah, it was week four. If I, if, I, if my memory served me correct, let me see if we can pull this up for everyone. And I really appreciate everybody for being part of this episode, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was before the PCL tear. You know, let me go right here 
And we're going to go right here. And 20 carries, that's, that's actually better than, than 30 carries, by the way. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not mistaken, you know, if, if you guys can see that that was 20 carries, full box score, and we're going to see, uh, huh? let's go to right here. Yeah, 20 attempts for um, 143 yards, and he averaged 7.2 yards per tote. I'm not saying that you're going to get that every day out of Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not, and I don't want it. I, I really don't want it. I don't want that. I, I really want I really want the Cowboys to have the balance approach, the balance attack. And that's what I'm looking for. And at the time... Before anybody tried to discredit the Carolina Panthers, they was 3-0, and and they had the number one rushing defense in the National Football League out of their first three games. So what I'm trying to say is, is that if you don't want to use stats as a measure, then you should look at the first four weeks of any season and say, look, stats don't count for that because the only count is the win-loss column and the Cowboys pretty much started off with the L with week one, and then they started to hit their grind move, right? But I come here to tell you, like my guys put down there in the chat, it missed the nasty time. If you present an offensive line without that stupidity of playing multiple moving chairs or musical chairs with the offensive line, then I'm quite sure you have a better outcome. I went back and watched that Denver's game. And another thing that was brought to my attention was Lyle Collins played like you know what, what's on the bottom of most people's feet. And Terrence Steele looked like the rookie year Terrence Steele. He gave up two sacks in that game. Why? He, <laughs> he went from right tackle to left tackle. And I recall my guy Duke Mannyweather, who who's getting a lot of lot of pub now. But we bumped into him, me, the boss cowboy, and DOC. We was doing the e, the event at Dak Prescott restaurant called um and we was way up north, basically. I'm not finna say the area. But I bumped into Duke and he was saying Walk-On is the name of the restaurant, by the way. But I'm not going to tell you the restaurant that they eat at every Friday, right? <laughs> Duke and all of the offensive linemen. He said to me, it's not going to look good for Terrence Steele. It's similar. It's similar to when you're sitting on the toilet, basically, and using the other hand to wipe your you-know-what. It's going to take time to get adjusted to it. Let me repeat. It's going to take your time to get adjusted to it. And it they feasted on the Cowboys front. That Denver team feasted on the Cowboys front. And uh, in that game, Pollard runs away from defenders. Zeke brings right at them. Zeke is a better running back right now. I think you got to use both of them. In that same game, I want you guys to go back and watch 
D-Gang. Zeke got banged up and had to miss a full three to four series. It was all Tony Pollard's show. And to extend the drive, it was third and about two, third and three. And he dropped the wide open pass. It hit him right between the two and L. It dropped the wide open pass. And when it was time to bounce the ball to the outside, the whole line encaved on Tony Pollard. And he couldn't get that wiggle out. But that's the story of a different day, right, Cowboy Nation? Let's listen to more of the audio, Cowboy Nation. Let's listen to more of this audio. I guess it's not asked of him. I don't know if he physically can. Um, so I- I'm wondering if this team's better. What do you think? Oh, I don't think they're close to being better. I think the Eagles have have caught them. I don't know what what height that is in the NFC. Uh, I think the Eagles destroyed them during the draft with the moves they made, uh, getting whichever player you like from Georgia. They got them both to go with A.J. Brown. And, you know, you, you lose Lyle Collins and you lose – uh, Connor Williams, okay, you're going to replace him with your first-round pick. Your first-round pick's 21. He played at Tulsa, not USC. Mm-hmm. He he led, you know, the country in, in holding, holding calls, penalties. Yeah. Um, your second-round pick is seen as a, a, a pass-rush guy who doesn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything in free agency besides lose the people you mentioned. I mean, there's no reason for them to be as good. Um, they they tend to refuse to play their best running back as much as they should, Tony Pollard. I think he's been better than Zach, Zeke, Zach, Zach too, <laughs> and Zach for two or three years. Um, they don't want to acknowledge it because they paid Zeke money. Uh, it, it's it's just a, they have enough talent that they're going to beat Washington and New York four times, and, and they'll get to somewhere in the range of 10 and 7. But I don't think anybody here believes they're as good as they were when they finished the season. It's, it's if they do, it's 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 a miracle that I I don't I don't know how you come up with that with that. All right. The Dallas Cowboys were they on paper considered better? Listen to me closely. Considered better in 2020 versus 2021 because on paper i recall a lot of people was like man we got everson now oh man it's going to be just good time for us on that edge oh and we got alden smith look at my film assessment right and we got randy gregory and we got oh d law oh it's going to be nasty it's going to be it's Mr. Nasty time. Oh, we got the best wide receiver in the draft. C.D. Lamb, baby. It's Mr. Nasty time. On paper, 2020 roster looked better than the 2021 roster. And then can somebody just, just educate me of what happened in 2020, by the way? Because a lot of people, there was an area of the unknown with Micah Parsons. They was like, ah, this dude didn't play football in a, in a solid year. The Cowboys really don't know where to use them. Linebacker, do you put them on the edge? 
people really didn't know that Parsons could play on the edge until week two. They knew that he was physically athletic and quick, but there was a lot of gray areas, baby. Oh, T-Rev says Dak injury, right? So that's why we got to do like what Kimberly said earlier. We have to wait and see. We do. And even with Dak injury, he's putting up some good numbers, right? As far as stats. But it didn't count in the W column, right? A lot of people were using that as garbage time stats, right? <laughs> like he's supposed to play defense too. Y'all saw what the Cleveland Brown did on us. Xavier Woods said, you know what? Sometimes I just don't feel like tackling, right? Come on, man. Uh, Jim Law says CD plus Tolbert slash Washington will be fine until MG13 get back. Right? Right. Lions and Jets went in their division this year because they won the draft. <laughs> right? 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 Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. Yes, you're right, Chris. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and, and what else, Chris? You're right because they look. Chris is right. I know you're speaking. Uh, if it's sarcastic, you know you start sarcastically speaking. But Chris is right. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it fits right on there, Chris. You, man, Chris, you're a real one, baby. <laughs> I had Mike McCarthy on this show after the combine, Tim, and um, he said he spoke to Jerry about uh, the comments that uh, Jerry had made at the um, at the Senior Bowl about Dan Quinn coming back because Dan knows what others uh, previously know that anybody who stays here is an, uh, an assistant for as long as they did, they have a shot to be the head coach here. And McCarthy said he spoke to Jerry about all that and, and how he even spoke to Quinn before he came back saying, hey, you know, that's going to be part of the conversation here. Are we all cool with that? And it seems to me that that is no doubt a subtext to this 2022 season coming up for sure. You have, yeah, you have the Quinn subtext. You have the Sean Payton subtext uh, that is constant here. Um, coaches come here and think I can deal with that. I will. I will not get caught up in that. Chan Gailey came in here, uh, fine, pious man, thinking <laughs> I'm not going to get caught up in the cowboy stuff. And the next thing you know, he's in Wichita Falls having to lie about, you know, Michael Irvin uh, going after. Can't even think. Uh, offensive lineman with, with, uh, with the Clippers at his throat. So, yeah. I mean, it, you, you are put in preposterous situations as a head coach here, and your power is less than it should be. And veteran players see that uh, going back to Dion, and and they all know it. And it's that's why, in a lot of ways, Jason Garrett was kind of a perfect head coach for here because he, I think, he understood it best. And while he deserved to go because of his playoff record. Man, get out of here, man. You know, <clears throat> my thing is with, with Jason Garrett, look, it is, that's one thing. Like if the Eagles really want to say, well, law, 
we got you, law. We got you. If the Eagles really want to say if they got one thing over the Cowboys, it would be that guy that makes all of the moves happen for them. Yeah, you guys can put his name down in the chat. I just just slipped my mind. Whoever they got it, make all of the moves for 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 the Eagles. That's a brilliant dude to do all of that, and for them not to have the same scrutiny and pressure to do what the coaching staff can do or what have you here, juxtaposed to over there. Right? If you really want to go back and forward, if you want a cookie for that, Howie Roseman, appreciate you, man. East Camden for life. You're a real one, man. You know. Um, ah! <laughs> that's how he came in with that Harry Roseman, man. He runs circles around my guy, you know. Um, but the the situation with the Dallas Cowboys, they are blessed with the opportunity to have two caliber of head coaches on this team, and that's Dan Quinn and – Mike McCarthy. That's the that's the secret sauce. Because on ground surface alone, Dan Quinn can be the head coach of this team, right? He could be the head coach of his team. And what I'm thinking is that Mike McCarthy is falling literally on the sword and getting sliced left and right. He's just getting he's just getting beat down. Mike McCarthy is getting beat down. Like his, like his daddy used to, you know. I, I said, God, dog, Mike, you took a team twelve and five, and you're talking a little too much because you can tell his his first year here, smooth faced Mike, he was trying to install like a different game strategy. Like, hey, we're not gonna put names on the back of jerseys, right? We're gonna wall off the media from watching practice. Look, we're going to put the quarterbacks in red jerseys, right? He tried to make his impact or his fingerprint on the team. But good old Jerry, he come right on in and say, Get your damn act together. You know, I need to have names on the back of jerseys, man. This is a selling opportunity. Hey, 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 excuse me. Now, I do like the idea of the red jerseys because you can buy some of them if you get, and it can be held as sacred the red Cowboys jersey. So I do like that, you know. So that was a good point, you know, to see the quarterbacks in the red. I think that that brought a lot of attention. So it, it was just like that. You know? uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. So it, it that's the situation. But glory hole and all, Jerry, we know that you got your hands all over this franchise and organization. We do know. But for that reasoning, Last season, the Cowboys went 12-5. and And to have the inkling or the notion to know that your coach now is in the fire with his feet placed right in the fire. Because if he messes up, three things can happen, not one, three. Either Kelly Moore can replace you, Dan Quinn can be elevated, or Sean Payton. I think his first name is Patrick. Patrick Sean Payton. Let me let me let me just do this record. Let me look it up. Sean Payton Wiki. You let me pull it up. Oh, it's Sean Patrick Payton. That's his full name. 
SPP can replace you. Let me pull it up for everybody can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, Sean, Sean Patrick Payton can replace you. <laughs> that dude right there. <laughs> All right, man, we got somebody waiting in the lobby area, man. This is from the 909. Speak your mind. Is this West Coast? Man, you know it is. What's, What's good, man? You, What's good? What's good with you? What's good with you, boy? What's up with you, man? Hey, man, I'm chilling, man. It's Mr. Run the Damn Boss himself, man. West Coast Cowboy, man. What's up with you, the bearded wonder? What's up with you, man? You know what I thought about you this week, man? This past last week, uh, they was talking about training camp battles. And you know those two banners heading into Oxnard? Yeah. It got your I, name. I, I remember what you're talking about. It got your name, West Coast Cowboy. No, no, uh, don't you know that that's like a that's like an old marketing. Like next time you go down to Oxnard, just take a picture of it. It says, <laughs> "Look, I, I thought of you because I was looking over some film and I said that thing says West Coast Cowboy." Hey man, that, you branded out there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's crazy, man. Because I saw, I know exactly what you're looking. I know exactly the picture yeah. you was talking about, man. Yeah. So, you know, hey man, I take every opportunity. God is good, man. <laughs> yeah, but, hey time. man. Hey, I remember I remember being in the trenches with you, man, before before people even know that training camp was was popping like that, man. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I, I was I was listening to your conversation, man, and it's crazy because we're we, we have a lot of the likes kinda of like a like spirits, right? Right. And right. um you you know, I made a video today on my Facebook, West Coast Cowboy Man, and it's basically talking the same thing. I basically was asking the question like, who is more important in the city of Dallas, Dan Quinn or Luca Dontrich? You know what I'm saying? Ooh. And to be honest with you, and to be honest with you, if you really think about it, man, I know there's some Mavs fans, but let's just be really. What's the biggest franchise in the Dallas in the in the in, the, in Dallas? And that's the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Dan Quinn is the most important thing in Dallas right now. And it's simply because of man his leadership abilities. And I'm gonna tell you the thing that's that makes Dan Quinn so valuable is man, he is the king of taking little and making the most. Like Kellen Moore, yeah. Kellen Moore's had seven Kellen Moore's had seven first round picks. Man, there was a time where Dan Quinn had got dang Micah and he had L V E. Those were his first round picks. Everybody else was a bunch of guys that they were trying to put together and that's just what the Cowboys have always done for the defense. So it's like, man, when you have a guy when you have a guy that can literally do make a lot out of nothing, man, that makes him almost like that's he's priceless, and to be honest with you, I think he is more valuable than a Sean Payton, because for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn has done more for you. Right. And to be honest with you, you look at Dan Quinn, you say Dan Quinn, we gave you the defense, and we all know Jerry ain't paying nothing for no defense. Nothing. <laughs> look, look, look. We you took, don't even believe we it. Took the defense. Look, people don't understand the thirtieth ranked defense. Down to the twelfth rank. That's that's remarkable. Yeah. And, and J. Ron Curse, nobody outside of Boss Cowboy and a few other people was talking about J. Ron Curse. And now look at J. Ron Curse. 
Talk, yeah, t- hey, well, shoot, you know what, you know, your boy West Coast, we was out there, we we was saying 27, 27 ain't leaving the field, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but training camp, that's one thing I like about training camp, man, is training camp allows you to see guys when they're, when they're competing and when they're battling, so it's like, yeah. when you see a guy when they're competing and battling at the earliest stage, it's, it's easy to believe that they're going to continue that during the season, but on the flip side, Law, you know, we saw some guys at training camp every day that was not playing good and you have fans that was telling us nah bruh they gonna be to this they gonna be the backup quarterback and then we sitting out there like scratching your head like (laughs) (laughs) i don't see how that's gonna happen (laughs) like 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 we get we get a chance to to put the truth out there man just like we would write about amari cooper a couple of years back right we the one to spit. We the one to spit the truth, and the people just gonna have to pull out the umbrella because there's no muffle to our mouths, right? Come on with it. Yes, hey, absolutely. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this, man. You know, a lot. You know, me and my boy Law had it. I mean, sometimes God just puts you at the right place at the right time, and we yeah. just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And you know, what I'm saying, my boy, my law. You know, they tried to. Amari Cooper went down at practice a couple years ago, and you know. Dallas Cowboys was definitely trying to hide it. They definitely didn't want people knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, me and Law Nation, being the the honest, uh, the honest, independent writers that we are, you know, we went ahead <laughs> with the story, and and all the Dallas Cowboy, uh, you know, all of them and their might came against us. So I mean, but my boy lost rode with me on that one. So I'll always, forever be. You could have folded, brother, <laughs> <laughs> like a you wallet or a lawn chair, but, but I definitely didn't, man. And, and just like, man, you were, you were one of the first ones to notice Donovan Wilson. I, I, I remember when we was out there, and you got a chance to speak with him and do a full interview with him. Do you think that Donovan Wilson now is on the bubble, or or, or he's off his furniture? Man, this is the thing about this. The thing that scares me about Donovan Wilson is the interest the Dallas Cowboys have taken in Malik Hooker. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, like you know, the the new girl, the old girl is never as cute as the new girl to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even if the older girl really is cuter, <laughs> because Donovan Wilson unfortunately has more upside than Malik Hooker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I know Malik Hooker has had the Pro Bowls and all that. You know, we I understand all that, but he's also had more seasons beyond that where that wasn't him. So you got to kind of accept people for who they are, you know. And I, I think accepting Malik Hooker for who he is right now, I don't see, you know, I, I would think Donovan Wilson, especially with the age, and, man, he's a turnover machine right now, man. Like, yeah. right now he's a turnover machine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're a team – like if if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I would value Donovan Wilson over the over the turnover facts because you got to think like this, man. Trevon Diggs, and I know he gets you know people get mad at him all the time because they say he gave up a bunch of yards. But I'm gonna tell you guys this right here: I played corner all my life. Mm-hmm. The reason why Trevon Diggs played the trend technique he did is because that's what they were telling him to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the Dallas Cowboys, and this is you know people get mad at me all the time because of my relationship with Jalen Smith, but who cares? But I know this for a fact because of my conversations with him that the Cowboys. Always went into this season valuing turnovers. They mm-hmm. wanted the ball by any means. You know saying? They wanted yeah. more opportunities for the offense. And that's why they allowed Diggs to play like that. So my thing is this, Law. If you're going into this season and your mindset is we want turnovers by any means, and to be honest with you, you need to get turnovers because your offense might not be as good. You know what I'm saying? So oh. if they're not going to be as good, you need more turnovers. You, you, so think, brother, you think this year the defense? think this year the defense going to carry the offense, and the offense is going to cl- slowly catch up with the defense? 
I think this man. I'm gonna tell you like this: Talk the, to the me, way man. this season is set up, the way this season is set up, the first six games you're gonna have to. The defense is because you gotta think the defense. Everybody know each other on the offense. The offensive line, you got three question marks. I know people are want to believe the offensive line is gonna be better this year, but realistically, you have more question marks on the offensive line going into this year than you do last year. You know what I'm saying? You have more. You have three got. You have three different posi- You know, three different things on that are changing about your offensive line. Just off the fact that Tyron Smith is coming back, that's still technically a change. Right. You know what I mean? True that's that. still technically a change. Him coming back. Terrence Steele going to where Leo Collins. That's technically a change. Um, you have Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith going. To, I mean, the my boy, the boy we just drafted in the first round, going to your guard. That's mm-hmm. technically a change. Well, law, there's only five positions on the offensive line, brother. So <laughs> with that, that means that there's more change happening on the offensive line than there is, you know, anything else. So it's like one would believe that because of change, that there's going to come some hip, hiccups. There's just that's just how it happens in business. Like you're, you're like one thing I love mm-hmm. about your content law is Appreciate you're it. a business person. So a lot of your content is based around like how things happen, like in business. Like if Coca-Cola just upped and said we're not selling Coca-Cola no more, we're gonna start doing, we're gonna start selling water. For the first couple months, people are gonna be like, this kind of tastes funny. You're gonna have the hiccups. So, and the thing that sucks about our schedule is, bro, if you go look at the six teams that we play in the first six weeks, these are all six teams that got it figured out, and they are not. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get to the next level. The Bucks, they're trying to get to the next level. Cincinnati, they don't have a bunch of change. They're trying to get to the next level. I think. I mean, I think the Giants is really like the only team in there that you can really say that there's a team in flux. But, bro, we got six grown. I don't want to curse, but we got six grown man teams that we got to play. And I feel like at the beginning of the season, we're still going to be trying to figure stuff out. So right now, my biggest thing that I'm pushing to the nation is you got to run a damn ball because right now your most, your most veteran and your most experienced room on your offense is Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Somebody's going to have to get the ball law at least 30. Some room is going to have to get the ball 30 times. When I say room, hey, hey, I'm hey. meaning why res- Before you go to that. Bold prediction time because I do know you had a campaign run the damn ball, right? So, bold prediction. Yes. Is this defense a top five defense and why? Or is this te- de- is this defense a top ten defense and why? Give, give, give it to me. I think they're middle. I think they're I, honestly. I think they're going to continue to do what they did last year. I think OC. I mean, I think some there's some dudes that are that are not getting talked about right. who I think are going to get a step. Like like bro, for them not to get a linebacker, you know what that really says? That says they have a lot of faith in your D tackles, bro. Yep. That means you have a lot of faith in OC. You have a lot of faith in Gallimore. Like you have a lot of space in that big old behemoth dude you drafted from Kentucky. I think his name what's the what's the big dude big, we big got Bo. Like last year? Big Bo. That's all yeah, we call him. <laughs> big Bo. Like when you don't go get a linebacker, that tells me that you have faith that your D tackles are going to be able to hold at the point of attack. Right. And let's just be real. You would think that OC would get better and, and that um Galley would get better because they were already, you know, getting better last year. Mm-hmm. So I would think if those guys make the step and you still get the turnovers, I think you're a top five defense. You know what I'm saying, but I'm gonna tell you, Law. The only thing, the the, the only thing that is gonna is gonna the only thing that's gonna sucks is this: Are you a top five defense with an offense that struggles to score when they have to? 
Because, man, that's what we basically were last year. We were a good defense last right. year. The only problem is, man, those turnovers that we were getting, we couldn't, like, think about this, brother. The turnover we got. The turnover we got versus 49ers when Anthony Brown intercepted the ball. We did not score. We did. We didn't score. Mm. So it's like, is the defense going to get wasted? You know what I'm saying? I don't want – and so that's why, that's why I'm like, man, it's gonna, I hope 2022 is very boring. I hope we run the run damn the football yeah. and just and play defense, man. Run the damn football and play defense, man. And, 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 that, and look, that's, when that's, we say this, when we say this, I got to speak to the nation when we say this. It's not an indictment on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is who he is. I want Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott to get anywhere from 22 to 25 attempts. That's that's the max, 25. Facts. 25. Facts. And, I, and I love Dak. Y'all know I'm team Dak Prescott. But I don't want to see Facts. him get north of those numbers. I want them to run the ball and do it efficiently and when you talk about red zone efficient levels that's one thing that the young Kelly Moore need to improve on in his fourth year is dialing up and drawing up plays facts and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you this is this is one thing I've always I've kind of noticed about Kellen Moore is this Kellen Moore is a he's an engineer he's an in, like there when you build a building right. there's engineers and there's construction workers right right well an engineer just creates the plans the construction worker actually takes the plans and puts it into action, right? Right. Well, Kellen Moore, I think that they've identified that he is a great engineer. Like, he can right. really engineer and grow up a design. But, bro, you don't see any engineers then taking those designs and putting on a hard hat and then trying to call the play. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't do that. I so love like, that I think, I think You know what I mean? So, I yeah. think Kellen Moore, he, he, I think he has the mind to create – but he just doesn't like – like, bro, like an example, why would you even have the option of Dak running on a play on a, in a, on a, with 12 seconds left on the clock and you have no timeouts, you're down more than a field goal? Like, that shouldn't even be an option. Yeah. But for Kellen Moore, that's still an option. Yeah. And it's like, like that, that doesn't make any sense. So it's like, you know, man – I, you know, I once again, I, I definitely believe, I believe the defense is going to improve simply because of Dan Quinn, bro. Like, you got to have faith in Dan Quinn. Yeah. Like, Vegas says that your defense is going to get better. Let, let, let's get this defense going, man. Uh, what else you been doing? Any projects you got going on, man? Uh, man, to be honest with you, man, 2022 is just really just going to be about, you know, pushing, you know, more, push, putting these hats out, man, run the damn ball, and just, you know, just solidifying content, man, connecting with, you know, guys like yourself, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man, for the last couple years, I've just been, you know, having so much fun on Facebook, man, that I shoot, yeah. I just kind of, you know, went away from YouTube and things like that, man, but, you know, there there's some great content creators out there, and you're definitely one. I love watching your content. I'm going to tell you, I always say, tell people, like, you know, in the off season when I don't like, and there's a player, say the Cowboys just signed a player, right? Mm-hmm. Something about a boot about a boom, bam, boo. I'm going to be like, damn, I have no clue who Sada Baba Boo Bam Boo is. I have no clue who he is. I'm going to YouTube Sada Baba Boo Bam Boo. I'm going to watch Law Nation's video. I'm going to look at some snaps. And then I'm, and, and a lot of times, if I can't find videos, I can use your content for that. So, I mean, bro. Yeah. You have assisted the nation for for years in that aspect, man. So a lot of there are a lot of cowboy fans who didn't know about players or didn't have film on certain players until they watched your content, man. So you're a great asset to the to the nation, man. And you know, man, shoot, 2022, unless we run the damn ball, baby. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you, man, so hey, much, I, man. Plug your channels, hey, man. Talk to hey, me. Boy, 
can I say, hey, can I say this last thing to you? Mm-hmm. This is this last thing. The Dallas Cowboys, we believe that we get better by subtraction. Mm. We get rid of players. Everybody else in the NFL believes you get better by addition, by mm-hmm. adding players. Look what the Rams did. Look what Cincinnati did. Yeah. Look what Tampa Bay did. Look what the teams who believe in that philosophy. Yeah. What do we do? What do we feel like? When, we don't, when we're not doing good, what we feel like, oh, we can cut off the fat, right? But they right. don't believe that you got to replace the fat. Uh, they, you know what I'm saying? Because remember, the though. fat in meat typically brings the what? Flavor. You feel me? <sighs> Oh, boy, you killing it, boy. Oh, my goodness, man. You're killing it. Hey, you right with that. You know, uh, addition by subtraction is the Cowboys' philosophy. I think the Cowboys got into they, they get into their feelings real quickly. Mm. They get into their feelings like real quickly, man. <laughs> yeah, they do, man, because that Lyle Collins situation, that was an emotional deal. Amari Cooper, emotional. Dez Bryant, even going all the way back, emotional. emotional. You know, uh, what's that dude said? Emotion make you cry sometimes. <laughs> yeah, T.O. emotions. You know man. Look, look, can you imagine if you held on to T.O. and then have Dez Bryant? Oh, my gosh. You know, it, it would have been a better and, outcome, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? And you know what's crazy is because the Cowboys are that we've always been known as that team that will look over things that people have done off the field and things like that to bring in. But then you will have personal odds against players like Dez. Like, how could you, like, bro, how could you have a person, how could you not be mad at Greg Hardy but have a disdain toward Dez Bryant? Like, yeah. that is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, boy, we could talk for hours on this one, man. Hey, we we gonna have to set up a time for us to do a, a show together, a joint show together, where visual, so my audience can see your audience, and you know, see you or what have you, and uh, likewise on my side, on your side, man. I- I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, from one brother to another, man, I love you, man. I love everything you bring to the nation, brother. I'm going to yeah. be sharing your content, man. And, Lord, you have yourself a blessed. Hey, everybody in my house know your voice, bro. <laughs> and remember, you know, I appreciate it, man. I, I like that saying. Hey, I love your saying, never look down because the star is up. Man, that. That saying, I mean, I be wanting to say that, man. Never look down because the star is up, you know, because I'm always hey, you optimistic. Just, you know hey, what I'm saying? Just send your boy 50 cents, man. It's all good. Send me up 50 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you, man. Y'all go follow West Coast Cowboy, man. All right, you have a blessed day, brother. Indeed, man. That's my guy, man. West Coast, man. That's, that's a good guy right there. Uh, and reason why, look, look, this is what I've seen right here. You see that West Coast right there? It says West Coast, the star training camp. That would look nice. I need to get with Jerry Wayne Jones to put on the other side, Law Nation, the star training camp. The Law Nation training camp, baby. But but that's his name, and that's where they, they are at. They are at the West Coast. And I've really like the way they got that up there on that banner and every year i walk through there you got to see that west coast i love it i love it i love it i love it and that's just branding in his own right right uh cowboy nation and <laughs> d block says west coast is that guy chris shaw you know what um i need to find me this is what i need to do since the nation is growing and since we are doing this thing as a growth aspect, I need to really find me a true and true, non-biased, not a biased one, you know, 
Eagles fan that I'm going to make a mod. And I really need to find a Giants guy to make a mod. And I need to find a Washington commander guy to make a mod so that I want to make it fair and balanced, whereas I don't want my Cowboy Nation people to get under their skin because that's not this channel to start blocking people because they say something that you don't agree with, right? Now, if somebody's spamming like Dak suck, Dak suck, Dak suck, I get that one, right? But don't be blocking people if they come with some data and facts or what have you saying that Dak Prescott is one and three in the playoff. We don't do that here. So I, I really appreciate those. Like, I'm, I'm going to talk my stuff. That's just how we do it, right? Like, I can't stand, like, I'm going to go back to my college days. I can't stand Alcorn. I can't stand Southern. I'm an HBCU guy, right? I can't stand Southern. Valley, you know, they never hold a chance to us anyway. But shout out to Mississippi Valley. I'm JSU till I'm true. Blue, you know, true blue. But when we win all year, all Knights know I'm talking noise. I'm sending memes. I'm talking straight up. That we the best. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. TC on the drum says, keep doing what you're doing. Sir Law, king of Cowboys content, are my favorite entertainment. Law, Vach, Okoye, Boss, Cowboy, Rome, Kavanaugh, Big Game, James, to name a few. Love it. Man, I appreciate you, man. You know, I really appreciate you. So what I'm going to be doing, hey, man, TC on the drums, let me find you a uh, – a horn. Where my horn at? Where my horn at? Where the horn at? You know. So I'll be reading through the look. I'm gonna be reading through the comments or what have you, and and y'all represent represent your set, represent where you're from and everything, and you know, and some of my mods they're gonna be looking too, and then they're gonna recruit. They're going to recruit, so you get a blue ranch. <laughs> That's just how that thing going to go. But I appreciate you. All right, we got the 860. What do you know? Yes, Lord's VIP, baby. baby. <laughs> What's good with you, man? Yeah, man. You know, this, you know, I'm listening to our emotional cowboy fan, and I'm sitting it back here. You know, I take notes, Law. I'm, I'm a note taker. Mm-hmm. So I took some notes from a couple of callers. A, I think the, the the first caller he he was hitting hard with with his analogy, but one thing he forgot was it wasn't that our confidence is so much in our D tackles, is our confidence in DQ to utilize players to their maximum ability. Yeah, that's yeah. what a great coach does. He has his mindset that I don't need seven linebackers. I need somebody who can cover. I need speed. He plays. We play the nickel, what, 80% of the time? Yeah. So yeah. We, we need that speed out there. So the alternate pieces that he's looking for are those in-between, those bell types. Yeah. Those, that, that's what we're looking at. That prototype, we need somebody who can cover a linebacker and cover that middle zone. Yeah. So if we can cover that, and that's what DQ does. DQ, he has his mind on everything. And he has his hands. He's a hands-on coach. Yep. That's what other people don't – we don't realize that. He's a, a really a hands-on coach. When he saw Sam, his first thing it says, he want to have his hands on him. Mm-hmm. He want to be able to put his hands on that raw clay and make ah. him – look, people, 
Get it. Micah was in the same position last year as Sam Will was. Mm-hmm. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, you, you look, you you one thousand percent right because. Uh, but but before we got to preference our statement when we say that because you know how fickle people are. But people will look oh, at yeah. that and they will say, "Well, hold on, law and VIP." They he, they saying that Sam Williams is Parsons. We're not saying that. No, 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 no. But I'm looking at it like, hey, four four speed. You 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 can only teach it. You can't create it. But go ahead. No. That's right. You you can't. That's something you can't buy at a store. <laughs> that, that's that's something that you can't authentic. You can't go get that online somewhere. You yeah. can't duplicate four four and four three speed. Yeah. All he is doing is enhancing what he has. So he's taking what he has and enhancing it. He right. did, Micah did not have a bunch of moves getting to the quarterback last year. If you remember, like Micah used eighty percent speed. 20% talent, he just, he blurred those together, and that's what he did. Can you imagine what he's going to do this year under a full year under DQ on the offseason? And I think something else that people, I need y'all to back up off my quarterback, that did not have a full offseason last year, people. Ooh, Let me say that him. again. Let me reiterate this. That's <laughs> coming off a broken, doggone leg. Okay? A broken yeah. leg. How many of I know people with broken legs that don't even go and ride a bike again. Okay? <laughs> so y'all need to cut that out, man. Stop acting like people are superhuman. Dak and everybody else that straps up still are human. Big I think fact. we be human. Like, we, we strip your human form from these people and think, like, because we're athletes, we are no longer operating in uh, the human form. You know, we yeah. don't. We don't live on, on what is that, 54, where they found the aliens. We're not out there, Area man. 54. We real people. <laughs> yeah, 51, yeah. Yeah, you right. Yeah, Area 54, whatever that is, yeah. man. Look, yeah. man. All I'm saying is this, Law. This is the last point I'm going to make is we have to have – it's not about running the ball. It's about the balance of attack. the attack of the run. So, yes, we have to have that. If you look at those first six games last year, it wasn't like um, our OC was dialing up something crazy. Mm. He was just balanced. But once once Zeke got hurt, I'm telling you, go back and look. Once Zeke got hurt, it was a noticeable fall off to our mm. offense. But we could not afford to take him out because of his blocking and his protection for Dak. So Ooh. he was in that – we were in that struggle where we're like, man – if somebody has some cojones, if, if Mike McCarthy, well, Mike McCarthy got to grow some this year because he he's do. on that chopping block. Ooh, and I think do. he's going to have to say, hey, look, I'm going to have to take over this um, some of these OC calls if I don't see him going right. I think that's what the step that has to be made. He has to stop looking at that blank paper that he's holding up and say, hey, I need to fill in some of these blanks. Right. And, 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 to, your, and to your point there, he did mention that, like, we do go over some of the designs, but the installments, I let the person who installed the game plan for that week call the plays. And he felt that, that he didn't want he he just didn't want to do it. He did he didn't want to intervene. And I can't dog. Smells like a fall guy. Smells like a setup to me though, Law. We, we, well, smells like he set this O. C. up, but now he don't have I don't think he has that option to let his O. C. out to dry anymore because we all know either DQ 
or they want to give Keller Moore that realm, or they're going to bring in Sean Payton. And and that's the thing. That's the thing. The front office had already mentioned the flirtatious idea of bringing in Sean Payton. So that's why you you know for sure. If I'm going down with the ship, I'm going down fighting. And that is what Mike McCarthy did. That's why he was out there at these pro pro days saying, Oh, you finna check right. out you know, yeah, have you ever noticed? Oh, oh you going you going to Alabama? Oh, I'm going too. I'm getting my bag. Will McClay looking like oh, what, <laughs> wait a minute. And then Quinn, no, like, wait a minute. We, wait a minute, what you, you doing? You're supposed to be at a coach's meeting. He said, I don't want to be at no coach's meeting. <laughs> I, I need to be in my business. <laughs> oh my goodness. There is no, no off-season in Cowboy Nation. The Not only off-season are those offies. The offies are the Eagle Nation. The Eagles, I can't even call them a nation. They're not a nation. They're, they're half a tribe. And then you got the commander bows. Oh, these bozos. And then you got the ginots. Man, look, bro. We about to go six in our division. Right now, all we need to focus on is balance. 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 We get in that red zone. All we need to think about is balance, bro. Balance. What's going to get us past that, that red line? Balance. That's it. That's all we messed up. I think we get in the red zone. And you get scared. You start overthinking. He start getting whatever he get a red zone. Look at it all. He get cute. He want to run some damn reverses. He do some. He, I'm telling you, we get to the red zone. This dude get cute. Stop getting cute, bro. Stop okay? getting the cute, man. Oh my gosh, man. You spitting some truth, man. Hey, you in the VIP section for real, fam. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, hey, I told you, me and my, I'm a single father-in-law. I am making, I am making that experience this year. Me and my son are putting away. We cut some lawns on the side. We do DJing. Man, look, I might go ahead and b- shine some shoes or something, bro. We're going to make a game this year, man. Well, I got you, man. I at least got you on something, something when you come down here, man. I appreciate you, fam. Look, man, all I got to say from here is how about them Cowboys? Let's go, boys. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Last year, I, I posted this one, balance of power. A balance of power is a state of stability between competing forces. You know, it, this is the situation that the Cowboys must understand. You got to have a balance of power. That that game against the uh, Chargers, a real a good balance game. The Cowboys play better when they have the mindset of being within the balance. And what shook a lot of things was when you go back and watch watch the games that they lost, nine times out of ten, they were not balanced. And they didn't they didn't put the foot down to command anything. And that is a major problem and issue. So we have the two two eight who've been waiting patiently. You're live. No, what's going on? This is Jason from down in Ocean Springs, baby. Ocean Springs, man. It's, it's, it's Mississippi Ocean Springs or it's Texas Ocean yes, Springs? Yes, sir. You better oh, believe oh, Sip, okay. All right, cool, man. What's good, man? What's hey, good? I know it's been a minute since we talked, but I finna tell you this. Talk to me. People don't understand the monster that we just drafted in the second round mm. with Sam Williams. Mm. I'm telling you, man. 
I watched this boy at Ole Miss. Mr. Nasty I watched Cat. Him at his JUCO. Okay. I watched him when he was in JUCO. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yo. Alabama wanted him. LSU wanted him. Tennessee wanted him. Ole Miss wanted him, and Florida wanted him. Mm. He was that. He was just that bad, bro. Mm. You're talking about speed and power off the edge. And now that um, now that our DC done got his hands on him, bro, he finna mold him. In, Dan Quinn finna mold him into his own image, bro. I'm trying to tell you, mm-hmm. the boy got power coming off that edge, and he got and he's bendable. Man, he got a quick first step, and he gonna open up some eyes this year, man. I'm trying to tell you, he gonna take that. He gonna take that uh, before the year is over with. He gonna take that starting spot from Dante Fowler. You know what? I'm not going to call you crazy or anything like that because when I looked at the film, he he got stiff hips. I've seen players like him with stiff hips do it. Chandler Jones, you can go look up his tape. Mm -hmm. He got really stiff hips. But I believe if he can work on his disengagement and Mm -hmm. he can get skinny and still Mm -hmm. keep that leverage and keep that speed, Mm -hmm. he, he don't even really have to have that bend, right? Just look up Chandler Jones. He don't. He don't Chandler Jones don't have that bend. Willis McGinnis, he never had that bend. Uh, and I'm not finna mm-hmm. go talk about the great greats like the uh, uh, Reggie Whites of the worlds or what ne- have you. Bruce neither Smith. did um, neither, yeah. neither did Harrison for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't Harrison, have that Harrison, bend. Harrison, what's the first name? What's Harrison's first name? Uh, he wore number 92 for the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. Oh, back in the him day. and Troy Polamalu. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about uh, Stillers uh, Harrison. I've got it. Yeah. I know you're talking about. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-two, man. big boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, James Harrison. So, shout out to you, Chris. James man. Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So, but you right. I'm also gonna tell you this. I'm also gonna say this, and I'm gonna use this analogy because I watch wrestling. But back in the day, I don't know if you ever watched wrestling, but if you remember back in the day when uh, the WWF and WCW was going at each other. Mm-hmm. The WWF was getting towed up because they was too vanilla. They didn't have no attitude. Right, right. When Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, no one heard of these guys. When yeah. they came in there, they took them to a whole nother level because they got attitude. Mm. This class, it wasn't about stars. It was okay. about getting attitude. It was about getting some dogs in there. It's mm. about changing the mindset. Mm-hmm. Getting down in the dirt and getting it out the mud because I watched the draft. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched uh, I watched who Philadelphia got. I watched who New York got. I watched who Washington got. Yep. And there and I listened to a lot of cowboy fans screaming about oh man they done got they done got the boy from Georgia. They done got this uh uh, uh New York done got that boy from Oregon. But what they don't understand is we the reason why they went out and drafted them both. <laughs> Ah, go boy. Well, hey, 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 you spitting the truth because that was the reason why Washington team got the Bama boys. You remember? Exactly. Because to stop Ezekiel, you, they they said, man, we got to stop and Ezekiel. We still ran <laughs> and we still ran on. And we still ran on. Just, just, can you say that all over again, man? We still ran all over. Oh, my gosh, man. So That's what I want. I want all those. Bandwagon cowboy fans that's 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 screaming, why didn't we draft this draft that person? All I want you to do, you ain't even gotta lean in all the way. Just lean in a little bit. Just lean in right there and fix the jaw. Hold on to it.
Yeah. <laughs> because this is the thing. Do you realize the reason why Philly drafted Davis from Georgia is because Fletcher Clock and Fletcher Clocks and them boys could not stop Ezekiel or Pollard both games, both times they played us from running through that line. Yup. We were busting through that defensive line. Ooh. Same thing with the Jazz. We were busting through the defensive oh, line. Same thing with Washington. Busting through the defensive line. So then, this is why I applaud Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones at, and the scouting. Yeah. Because when was the last time, everybody talking about we don't know this guy that we drafted, this left guard, we don't know him. Mm-hmm. But when was the last time they drafted a bus offensive line? When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys? They, 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 they didn't like Zach. They, they, when I, what was it? The Travis Frederick. They they said it was a reach. <laughs> yep. Yep. And look and, and look look where he, he only Travis Frederick gonna be a Hall of Fame center. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look what they said about Zach Martin. Look what yeah. they said about uh. Look what they said about Tyron Smith. They didn't mm-hmm. think Tyron Smith was gonna hold up against them elite pass rushing edges. Mm-hmm. Look where he at now. You yep. know what I'm saying? Even them years that we had Doug Free, Doug Free held his own for a little while. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we gonna be all right, man. But I will say this: I would like the Dallas Cowboys. I would like for our boys to bring in Julio Jones for a cup of coffee. I would like that, just to bring him in, see where his mind at, see how much he asking for, because now he's still on the market. You could probably get him for a good for 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 a good discounted price. Because what I'm looking at is the first three games of the season. Right. Uh, we're not gonna have. We're not gonna have. Uh, we're not gonna have. Uh, ah, name it. Gallup. You ain't gonna have Gallup, dog. You we're know. not gonna have Gallup. We're not gonna have Gallup. We don't really know what we got with Washington, and we 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 don't know what we got with our Ricky wide receiver. So, but but this is the I thing. Like this, this is the only kickback I got with the uh, Julio Jones. Before they do that, they they you know the Cowboys. They gotta see whether or not what they got out of those boys in camp. I wouldn't be mad if the Cowboys bring in Julio after Oxnard or the last week of Oxnard because they did old boy like that. I think uh, Everson, Griffin, they brought him in after everything was said and done, and they did another player like that uh, just past year. They brought him in after everything is said and done. But I think Julio, you you want less on his body. And you want to bring a man yeah. for only veteran uh, leadership or what have you, but I, I feel you though. I feel but, you on your but, on your thought check. I'm that. telling you, but can you imagine that wide receiver room with C.D. Lamb, Gallup, and Julio, and how much them young wide receivers could learn from Julio? It'll be it'll be only Gallup. it'll be only for learning purposes. Yeah, yeah. But um, before I go, I will go say ahead. this, Cowboy Nation: If you don't know who Dontario Drummond is. You better mm-hmm. go watch. You better go look at the film. Right, and and that's the only reason why. That's the only reason why I said what I just said. Because because you know Dontario Drummond, he gonna need those reps. Yeah, Trafago gonna that's need true. those. He he can't be waiting for Julio to be getting in there saying, "Hey, I need to get these." No, no, no. I need to figure out what these young bulls can do. But I feel what you're yeah. saying, fam. You Good right call from it. you, man. Ocean Spring. Yeah. So so check this out, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if you hear Mike Fisher and all these start talking about Dante Drummond in oh, training yeah. camp. Oh no, nah, I won't be surprised. The boy, at all. the boy got it, man. 
Yeah. Got, I watched his career at Ole Miss, too. Yeah, got hey, 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 that boy came from, from Laurel. Is he from Laurel, Mississippi? Yes, sir. <laughs> so you yes. know how to – that's all you can do it. out there. <laughs> he he, shift, he, he got to get better with his route running. But he's shifty, and he got hands like glue. And he can throw it. He can throw that pill. And he can throw it. He played quarterback in high school. Yep. Yep. A lot yep. of people so, don't know that, man. Then, appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Lord. Y'all take it easy. My guy right there, man. I forgot to get his name. But, man, put your name down there, man. Yeah, Mouse Point and all that, Ocean Spring. Yeah, uh, Ryan, appreciate you. Mouse Point, that's where uh, Lucidel, that's where Fry Foggle is at. (laughs) Ty Fry Foggle. 318, you live. Hey, what's up, Mark? Nothing to it, man. Talk to me. Man, I just want to uh, see. I, I was sitting there thinking, I wanted to see if you can confirm it for me because I, I'm trying to bang my head to remember this. Dak Prescott is the only quarterback, starting quarterback since um, was New York Giants, uh, Eli Manning, yeah. to win a playoff game in this division. Let me see. Also, because, like, you know, uh, the Eagles won with the backup for the whole playoffs. But the only one to win a playoff game since Eli Manning. Yeah, but but, right. but 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 fam, right now, man, one one and three. I'm just gonna be realist with this, man. It's not it's not appreciative, and I know I know I know that that he's the quarterback falls on the sword with that. He gonna need more playoff win. <laughs> he gonna need more yeah, playoff win. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gonna have I, to get more playoff win. That's a fact, though. I, I agree, bro. I, my mm-hmm. my point, the point is, I'm like, everybody count money on whether or not uh, or the quarterback situation, but we're going to have a chance more so than not to win, I mean, to get to a playoff game than any other other ones. Because the Eagles have had two of these quarterbacks that ain't won a single playoff game. Right, <laughs> right, know, right, right. You know, my thing is, they worried about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, he going to have his chance. Are you yeah. sure Jalen Hurts going to have his chance? Oh, oh, the the whole the whole situation with Jalen Hurts versus Dak that shouldn't be a conversation. But the whole situation with that particular team, like I'm a, I'm on level with I'm on level with Eagles fans with with this one thing right here. If you pick up their defensive coordinator and you put him over here in Dallas, and you pick up oh Dan God. Quinn and you put him <laughs> over there with the Eagles, there's no conversation. I, I'm not my, even I'm not I'm even coming my. with this same energy. I'm gonna be like, man, I'm, what the what what? Oh I'll no! <laughs> I'll be terrified. You you right on that one. But you know, I I'm with you on uh, the Julio thing. I you was just talking about the Julio thing. I got a question for about him and Odell. Because I know Odell's been rumored to the Saints too recently. Um, would would it surprise you at all if they just decided we're gonna wait closer to the middle of the season to jump on one of the teams that look like they got a chance at winning, winning the Super Bowl? I mean, shoot, that's what Odell did last year. He got him a ring. <laughs> yeah. All all, yeah. all Odell got to do now is play two more years just at a decent level. And he will be gold jacket Odell if you really contextualize what he did, right? All he got to do right. is just he just it's just like hopscotch. And from what I from the information that's told to me, L.A. is willing to bring him back, so he got options, you know. And right. and it's it's nice out there in L.A., man. It's nice, it's man. It's real nice. It's real nice. 
never too cold, never too hot. It's real, <laughs> real nice out there. Yup, <laughs> yup. But, but I, I really did want to just uh, mess around and, and get this, check that out. But, um, yeah, the Julio thing did catch my interest when we was just talking about it. I was curious on, on that aspect as well because, uh, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up. And I kind of want to keep all the other options on the table. And these young boys, you know, Steven like cheap. So yep. we don't got to bring him in because he's going to go with cheap. Yep, and, and, and just and just to that point, and I and I and I'm bringing them up because my brother kind of like brought this up to my, my attention. He's the diehard 49er fan, and and he was like, "Look, they brought in Muhammad Sanu. You remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah Muhammad, yeah, Atlanta. So the 49ers brought in Muhammad Sanu last year, but they didn't play political football. Jennings, that that lit us up in the playoffs. He outperformed Muhammad Sanu." And Muhammad Sanu never saw the field again. So if you bring in a veteran guy to help out, because Muhammad Sanu helped out, that's what a lot of people don't know who don't follow football like that, like that. That it was Muhammad Sanu that helped out uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk. It was Muhammad Sanu that helped out the other kid, uh, Debo, you see, on certain ways to, to get themselves into playing shape or what have you and to get out there on the field to do their thing. But although he helped, he didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because you happen don't mean you're supposed to play. <laughs> hey, I, I learned from watching even basketball. Miami, some people know, know this, some people know. There's a lot of value in the Udonis Hasbro movie. <laughs> you, Ooh, you bit, yeah. Still, but yeah. There's a lot of value in one of those players' coaches. So, yeah. You got to love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, man. You're spitting some good stuff at me, man. What's your name, fam? My name Kendrick. Uh, Ken, Kendrick. Kendrick from Shreveport. Yeah, so. uh, Kendrick Lamar, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me put Shreveport. You from Shreveport, so. man. You know, yeah. that, that yeah. means you, yeah. you, you knew real. old boy real for real, uh, uh, dude, the cornerback we had on his team. Well, well, people, to say this, and I do get a little motion about my quarterback because Dak actually is his. Um, he went to Hall. Hall is fifteen minutes here. Fifteen minutes, yeah. <laughs> fifteen to fifteen to thirty minutes, depending on where how far you are in Treeport. <laughs> so I'm pretty close to two Hall. But, okay. Um, and we, yeah, Tredarius White is White uh, Claiborne. Yeah, so is it Claiborne from there? Clay, Claiborne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he went to Fairport Park, and I was around. Uh, I was Xavier. Around Athens in high school. I was in the band. I saw him play in high school. I saw Tadarius the end of the year. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I've seen all of these NFL guys go in and make their career. We got another guy in Buffalo, the kick returner. Uh, he played in Houston, wide receiver. <laughs> he went to my out of my Northwood. Northwood, so we got, okay. Uh, we had a couple of NFL players there now. What about what's up with Bossier City, man? I went through there, man, and uh, had a good time out there. Oh, yeah, Bozy. You know, Bozy's Bozy. You got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bozy, Bozy. You know, if you drive through Bozy, you know, it, 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 it's nice over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's it, 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 some people come, coming up. We, we still got some more people uh, going into college that look like they can make a play, especially coming out of Bozy. But, yeah, that's what that was in. Parkway is technically not in Bozy. <laughs> so. No doubt, man. <laughs> yeah. But appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. No problem. Kendrick, man. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. Now he's my guy. He's in the system now. 
Oh my gosh, man! Damone Clark and Cox will com- yeah compliment each other. I I I one thousand percent agree. Uh, <laughs> boy, man, y'all y'all still on deck, man. Let me listen to the rest of this audio. I love when people call in. Uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Let me finish this audio out and see what this dude had to say. If I could find the audio now, I hope I didn't get rid of it. <clears throat> good old. Here we go. Here we go. Man, y'all having a good time? How long I've been live? Somebody please let me know. He at least knew he was the guy to take the brunt of the criticism and uh, be boring for the media and do all that, and that was the best way to do the job here. And I think Mike is already a little frustrated in having to deal with some of the things that Jerry puts in play. Before I let you go, Tim, um, you know, we, we were talking about Luca uh, a few minutes ago and how you said, well, you, you, you know, Dallas hopes that he'll, he'll stay, right? With max contract players have gotten themselves right. out if they will. Man, they ain't going to let Luca go. But uh, since he brought up Luca, uh, my guy, uh, West Coast was saying who's more important to Dallas, Luca or Dan Quinn. And let's be real, you know, the Cowboys bloodline of Dallas, basically. If anybody knows anything about Dallas, you think of not the Mavs, you think of the Cowboys, right? But uh, I would tell you guys, man, the, the whole ideal of Dan Quinn and what he was able to do for this team, taking little and making it a lot, Goes a long way, Cowboy Nation, not a short way. And I really think, I really one hour appreciate you, East Camden. Uh, I really think that Dan Quinn and what he will do with Sam Williams and the possibilities of J. Ron Kurtz going into his second year within, within the confines of this system mixed in with what Parsons will do will bring forth a greater attitude, a greater impact to the game of the side of the defense. So I asked Thomas Garrett says two hours. Appreciate you, man. I, I need to check. That's the time I'll be going over my time. Um, but I love all of y'all, man. Uh, the, the the foes and the pros that's here, man. The cons and pros of everything. Lawathon, Lawathon. I love weed says Lawathon. Jordan Davis in the house. I tell you, Jordan Davis. Um, it is what it is. I think that the defense. I'm going to ask you guys the question. Will the, will the Dallas Cowboys be a top 10 defense next year? Let me tell you where we went from the previous year, 30th rank to the 12th rank. Can we slide down two to three more positions on this defensive side of the corn? Or was losing out on DeMonte Casey and as well as Keanu Neal and Randy Gregory too much. It's a simple yes or no. Will this defense be a top 10 defense? Ooh, somebody got some big ones. Flo says top five. (laughs) Sam says top 10 definitely. Absolutely. Jackie Price said top four. Top 30, <laughs> J215L, you know, you won't be wrong with that top 30 defense. <laughs> it'll be the top, it'll be the top 30s. Huh? <laughs> uh, all right, man. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's saying yes. Uh, so Hood says no. 
top two defense, top eight. All right, number one. And, and let me see because I need to pull up the Washington. I'm going to pull up the Washington team, and I'll pull up all our teams in our respective divisions, you know, Washington uh, football team. Let me see if they got them here. My commanders, okay. Last year, they were the 13th-ranked defense. Not bad. If you started to look at everything and contextualize it, we was 12th. Not bad. Sure, we better be careful. We better be careful. They got Carsons now, you know. Who knows? Let me type in the Giants. Uh-huh. Giants. 25th-ranked defense. Okay. Boy, they was in 30th overall, 31st offense, 30th in special teams. They got they got a long uphill battle to go. Ooh, they were flat out the worst team, huh? Yep. Okay. All right. So let me type in Eagles. Did I spell Eagles right? <laughs> I just played with y'all. Philadelphia Eagles. 19th in defense. So will they, with all of the acquisitions that they got and all of the stuff that they did, did that gap? Because they were seventh in offense. So will their offense go from seventh all the way down to the first? And will that defense climb all the way down from the 19th to top 10? Eagles fans, if you're watching, do you guys have the number one defense or top 10 defense, I meant to say? In the NFL, well, that doesn't really mean anything, right? Based off of acquisitions alone during this offseason. My guy, Point Dexter, what's good? You live. What's up, my man? Nothing to it, man. Talk to me. Check this out, man. I usually listen to the show. I really don't call in unless I really got something new. I don't want to regurgitate the same thing. That's good. I just had a, I just had an observation you mentioned Moss Point, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, man. My grandfather was born in Moss Point, Mississippi. Okay. And, you know, when I was about when I was about fourteen years old, man, I was like you know, like Michael Evans. I was like a young revolutionary, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got put out of school for for flashing a power sign on my uh <laughs> You know, class pitching and stuff and everything. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. Man, I got to Moss Point and I was scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not even. I'm talking about, man, they had the sundown rule. You hear what I'm saying? The mm. sundown law was in effect. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about, man, I was. My cousins and stuff, man, I seemed like. They had just read the Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> man, the day before. <laughs> you know, man, it was. <laughs> <laughs> law. Baby, it was crazy. And uh, excuse me, but I have to say this here. I came back home, and I say, man, they got niggas trained in most point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they was trained, though. But I just, you know, I just had to come in to tell you that, man. I look, I really, like I said, I don't want to regurgitate what I've already said. We're looking for this season. And, you know, the bottom line is, what we do in the playoffs, man, you know, we're going to have all season. We're going to get our hopes up. We're going to do, you know, I'm I'm cowboy for life. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm cowboy for life. And I'm looking for the improvement of the team. And I'm, 
I, man, I just want them to have that fire when the playoffs come. Man, you know, in the 90s and stuff, when we win the Super Bowl, we didn't even care about the regular season. We did. We was just waiting for them to get to them playoffs, man, so we, you know, so we can get at it. You know what I mean? We didn't care about losing the game during the season. None of that because we knew we was playoff ready. Yeah, that's what we matters got some the most. dogs on the team. Yes, we got some dogs, man. We got to get to them playoffs. We got to make some hay. And I'm going to say it before I leave. How about them Cowboys? Yes, it is. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Appreciate your point, Dexter, man. Hey, you telling the truth over there, Sir Paul. Look, we got 82 counties in Mississippi, man, and some of the counties you don't want to get caught in those counties after the sun done set. That's just the reality of it. And I heard, I heard. I heard some parts of Texas is like that, too. Uh, I was watching the, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the movie that came out a couple of years back, and they went and knocked on the wrong door, and it was it was over for them. <laughs> I'm talking about, and then what, what got me with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was based off of a true story, like, like based off of these events. These events actually happened. And and I want you guys to do, I'm from Natchez, Mississippi. And I want you guys to look up Devil's Punch Bowl, you know. And, and, and let me know what you guys find out, you know. Because Natchez, Mississippi, uh, when when the, uh, you know, the, the slaves were released or what have you, a lot of them couldn't find jobs, so they came back to the people that once owned them. And, you know, those who couldn't work and perform, they used to, uh, the story tells it, you know, you coming back, we gonna do some things to you and throw you off into this devil's punch bowl. And they found over 29 sinkholes in the world, right? That at the bottom of the sinkhole that there's life under there. Well, no one never been to the bottom of the Devil's Punch Bowl. Just look it up. True story. Natchez, Mississippi. Type in Devil's Punch Bowl, and you will find out some of the storylines of when Natchez was a quote-unquote, you know, concentration camp. And for those who didn't perform, was thrown down there, or they threw bodies down there. And strange fruit, to this day, that still grows around the devil's punch bowl and nobody touch it and nobody eat of it because you know that movie that came out a, a couple of years back a long time ago called skeleton key you know just look up skeleton key boy look, look that's some voodoo stuff and some crazy stuff that goes around but shout out to my beloved state of mississippi all 82 counties, man, in the state of Mississippi, it's just that some of them you don't want to get caught <laughs> and go down the wrong road, road at night. What is the devil's punch bowl? Look it up, Chris Davis. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, I, I don't want to turn it to the History Channel over here, but, baby, there's some things that happen out there. And, and please, uh, Facebook and YouTube, don't shadow ban me. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm just talking. Uh, 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 uh. Allegedly. Yeah, all of this stuff is allegedly. Allege, allege, allege. <laughs> but I appreciate everybody, man. The song Strange Fruit 
is mighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want you guys to, uh, to, to, to lose your, your mind over here. Twin Empire, you know, uh, my, my brother's in the house, man, and he, he would let you know. Yeah, all lies, all lies. You know, <laughs> you know. And right now, the fact checkers gonna be like, "You liar!" And the fact checkers are right there, like, "Yeah, you lying, law. Yeah, I'm lying, <laughs> allegedly." <laughs> just, just, I tell you what. On Senior Skip Day, we used to have a ritual. Whereas, you know, you don't supposed to get caught. You know, if you get caught, you get caught. You tell your people that, yeah, I'm going to school or what have you, but really you plan to skip school. Well, Natchez is a population of 25,000, right? So where you go, go. Where you go, skip at. Well, we had the bold kahanas, you know. <laughs> we, go, we go hang out at the Devil's Punch Ball. You know, you do crazy stuff when you're young. You do crazy stuff when you're young. Now, I heard, I heard. I heard, I heard that cell phones don't work out there in Devil's Punch Bowl, and it's awkward. It's like the Bermuda Triangle, right? You know, you, you they said the Bermuda Triangle is an actual port that you can go there and you go to another galaxy or another planet or you go to the opposite side of the world, right? But I'm telling people right now, we didn't have cell phones. We had the beepers back in the days. It didn't work over there at Devil's Punch Bowl. And nobody messed with you. So you understand the words I'm saying? You, you know, when you was out there at the Devil's Punch Bowl, you know, allegedly. <laughs> Jay Versick, what's good, man? Dropping some support. Yeah, all of this is alleged, right? All of this is alleged, allegedly, allegedly. But that's where we hide out at on senior skip day, right? Because we know the cops and nobody else will go out that way to the devil's punch bowl. <laughs> people, people looking up the devil's punch bowl right now, like, look, law is lying, you know, and they're going to find out their storylines out there. But shout out to you, Jay Versick, man. Thank you so much. You know, VIP, what's good, man? Cowboys, top five D. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, here's, here's my thoughts before we roll up out of here, Cowboy Nation. The Dallas Cowboys offense, will they be a top 10 offense for the 2022 season? Is that a yes or a no? Let me get a yes or no before D David Webb looked it up. You know, wait, 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 wait. yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, will they be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me put it up. Natchez, you know, they, 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 they tripping. Natchez, Mississippi, let me see if they go right here. Will they be? Yeah. Yeah, y'all look that up. Oh, y'all look that up. It, it, they got some of it down. They had a YouTube video out. Uh, yeah, they had a YouTube video. You know, you hear that crazy music right there? Y'all look that video up. Maybe I thought I was lying. <laughs> y'all thought I was. See, look, y'all thought I was lying, man. You know, you liar. You know, <laughs> well, yes, yes. Bottom tier, top 10. Bigelow says top 10, but top 10 for sure. 
Uh, War and Peace says yes. So last year, we stopped right here, right? The defense for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 19th. So they believe that they're going to be moving from the 19th defense to top 10 defense based off of draft picks and based off of their offseason acquisition. And uh, most of them are thinking that they're going to at least be 13-4 and four or 12-5 and as far as their record. They're going to be that, you know, as far as what they believe. 13 and 4, 12 and 5, far as the Eagles. Now, my Cowboys, let me see where we were at last year. And, and I normally have it at the top of my mind. I think we were the number one offense and 12th ranked defense, right? Number one offense, 12th ranked defense, 15th in special teams. We need to improve on that. We started off most parts of the season at 30th ranked in special teams. We just got down to 15th. That's the story of a different day. We were the second rated overall metric team. If you want to do your homework on that, seven in points allowed, first in points scored. They used those metrics, and uh, I think we were number one in turnovers, and we were uh, also number one on third down defense, which is pretty good. I, I think that the Cowboys' biggest mistake on this side of the coin on offense was penalties. We led the league most of of the time in penalties due to, like, holding calls, false starts, you know, uh, illegal shifts and stuff like that that we have to improve on. Those things come from coaching, in my opinion, right, discipline. The other problem to the Cowboys' offense, although they was first in points scored, uh, we got to take under the account that in red zone, we were, like, bottom, like, 23rd and 24th in red zone. That, my friend is where the stat line is misleading. If you want to use stat as a barometer, right? A barometer, that's a better way to say it, barometer. So the Cowboys must, in my opinion, improve on red zone efficiency because I think some one of the callers said that, hey, the Cowboys stumble and they fall to their faces when they get it was West Coast. It was West Coast. He was saying that the Cowboys fall and stumble and fall to their faces. When they get the turnover, and we had that against the uh, the 49ers, and we folded up like a wallet. My thing is with Dak Prescott, I, I, you guys know I said that I love Dak Prescott, but he have to overall change some of those plays, and when you get into the red zone, there's nothing wrong with the fade ball. Find one of these wide receivers that you can connect with with the fade. Hit your tight end inside the middle. Have them to go up the field. Got to get out of those button hooks. So I believe that the Cowboys can can become better on the defensive side of the coin. And I think that even if you're missing Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson, and even Amari Cooper, that this team can still be top five in offense. Call me crazy, but I think that this team can still be top five in offense. We got the two two eight. <laughs> you live <laughs> on my way out, man. What's good, man? Law, this is Jason from Old Springs again. Look, What's good, man? What's good? Hey, I, I just need to call back because uh, a couple calls back. You had a, you had your partner talking about Moss Point. I was born and raised in Moss Point. Oh, you I, born and raised? And go now, now, now. Born and raised in Moss Point. How, how old? So are, how old are you? Because I think Point Dexter may be a little older. How old are you? I'm, th- I'm thirty six. Man, I'm older than you, dog. But go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. 
<laughs> you young bug, man. I just want to tell boy this. I just want to tell boy this. Ain't no sundown rule to sit down here. <laughs> not, look, not, 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 oh, oh, okay, where you at? Yeah, no. What if you go a little, <laughs> no. now, what if you go a little further, like, like Lucidale, and you keep going up, and, um, <laughs> and hey, keep traveling up? That, that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I just want, I just want to clear about that. I ain't want, I ain't want Cowboy Nation thinking that, 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 that we, we whipping out down here in Marlboro, no, no, we, no. we running things down. Yeah, yeah you're down running down. things. We, we, run, we running things down here, though. Don't get it twisted, <laughs> <laughs> we still we still pumping out some of the best athletes in Mississippi Gulf Coast ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, what, 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 who's that? Uh, is it South? Pa, who, who's South that? Pa, South Panola, right? Now a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Like now, that. go ahead. I was uh, I was, I was growing. That's that was that was my era when my was sporting South Panola. Was fighting them all them years, man. Matter of yeah. fact, I played no, I played offensive tackle and no tackle for my point. We played against South Panola okay. during, during them rivalry years. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. man. There was some good players. Some good players came out of there, man. Some good players came out of there. But yeah, yeah man. I just wanted. I just wanted to call it a clarify that when I heard point this, I was like, hold up, wait hold a minute, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. <laughs> well, we gotta do oh, some Mississippi oh, history around this bug, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we gonna have to do. You gonna have, we gonna have to do a. You gonna have to do a panel. A, a panel, all the Mississippi boys, man. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All Mississippi boys, man. But man, look, I love you guys, man. I love you, long, man. Keep doing your thing, brother. Hey, hey, what school before you roll? Uh, Clinton Porter's was he? What, what school he was at down there? Uh, I think Clinton Porter's was from Laurel. Laurel, so he from Laurel too. I just knew him. Man. I think Shoot. He came out a little bit ahead of us, man. But yeah, that Clinton Porter's. Shoot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You but, better believe it, man. <laughs> he was but, man. Listen, listen. Folks gotta understand the amount of athletes Mississippi has contributed to this to the game of football, bro. Hey, you you already know. Look, back in the days in Vicksburg, Shug Knight. Yes, sir. People don't know <laughs> Shug Knight. Shoot. <laughs> Folks don't even know Snoop Dogg family is from Snoop Dogg from Mississippi, bro. Oh His yeah, family yeah, yeah, from Macomb. Macomb, Brand, Brandy and uh, uh, Ray J. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then on top of that, yeah. the Phoenix Sun, Devin Booker, the star for the Phoenix Suns, he from Moss Point, born yep. and Ray. Yup, yup, man, boy. Yeah, man, folks got to recognize Mississippi, man. We we don't contribute. <laughs> we don't contribute. Bro. All we waiting on now, we need a homegrown Mississippi boy to get on the Cowboys. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. It, it will happen, man. It will happen, man. Uh, It'll uh, happen one of these uh, days, uh, It's going to be, be uh, Dontario or, or Try Five Fargo, both of those boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, but, hey before I go to law, me and you, bro, we got to go to a Jackson State game while prime time is there, bro. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Let, 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 let's bro, let's try to set that boys. one up, man. Uh, let's try to set he, that one up. Hey, he got them. He got them boys right. Yeah, yeah, he do. He got them boys right. I'm man. telling you, he got them boys right. Them boys can put the boys he got on there now. They can be on the NFL roster. But you know who? What's the um um dog? His name is the tip of my tongue, man. God, dog, my mind is slipping, man. The Allcorn uh State quarterback. Oh, um, last I think his last name Johnson. 
Y'all help me out, man. Y'all put it in the chat, man. All coin. He got picked up by, I believe, the Titans picked him up. Or it could be the Browns. I thought the Titans picked up. No, the Titans picked up um, the the boy from Liberty. No, 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 no. Yeah, they picked up him, but I, I meant not McNair. <laughs> this guy, this kid, and broke some of McNair's records. Alcorn State quarterback. Really? Let me see. Uh, Alcorn. Let me put an Alcorn State quarterback. Look, he ain't do nothing against. He ain't do nothing against yeah, that. No, 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 Look him up, man. He Jackson. Okay. He from, he from Jackson, Mississippi, though, I believe, and okay. he went down there to Alcorn. Felix Harper, dude, dude got a he got an arm. He got an arm on mm-hmm. him. And let me see what team Felix Harper went to, man. Before I let you go, man. Oh my God, let me see. Felix. I, hey, before I go, I got a question for you too. Talk y'all. to me, man. What do you, now? This has nothing to do with NFL, but what do you think about what Nick Saban did when he called out? Uh, Jackson State and called out Texas A&M. Nick Nick Saban losing losing some of those people, man. When you lose when you lose guys that they can run those low four threes or those big boys that can bench press four twenty five and throw it around. It, he tried he trying to resurface like hey, I didn't win last year. They talking about Georgia, you know, you know all of this stuff. I need to get my recruits back to over here at, there at Alabama. And mm-hmm. it's a different world when you living with all of the talent, right? It's like if I'm yeah. coaching, if I'm coaching Rob Woodson Prime and Herb, man, I'm looking good, you know. But if I'm coaching, yeah. I'm coaching these dudes that they can barely, you know, run a run a nine or don't understand what a seven is. It's it's a different type of world. So he's trying to resurface and regain, but he did it the wrong way. He he did it the wrong but way, that- man. The thing about it though, that NIL is is leveling the playing field. Though, bro. But the, but the NIL all look, that's always been the truth though. I mean, even even yeah. even when I was even when I was at Jackson State, I was like, some of those boys are like, man, come on, man, uh, how you get that, dog? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you get that? Yeah, you know, it's true. But now it's even, just bigger. Even some of Nick Saban former players and came out and said they was getting paid. Nick Saban owns a car dealership. In Tuscaloosa, yeah, that be giving them boys calls. So I mean, come on, man, don't don't let the pot call the kettle black. I'm just I'm just glad that he took a split mouth because I can't stand them Crimson Tide, bro. I can't stand. <laughs> I, I'm, you I'm, can't I'm stand Roll Tide. Come I, on, I, bro. <laughs> look, I put I put them on the same I put them on the same level as the Eagles. Can't stand them, bro. Can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we going look, look, look. We, this year we serving. In, 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 uh, I got a special. We're going to be cooking in Cowboy Kitchen. We're going to be serving two sides, a deep-fried eagle, and then when the, when the college football season starts, we're going elephant hunt. You're going elephant hunt. So, so you, you know that's what happened to Cam Newton, right? You know, with Cecil yeah. and everybody, you know. Yeah. And, Mississippi and, State had him in the bag. Right. And I think that, that Cam, believe it or not, technically his, his brother – could slang that thing, but you know how that yep. stuff goes, man. They're like, yeah, his his, bro- his brother was a better, had better arm talent. There but you he go. wasn't a better athlete. But he had that, yo, yo. Yeah. But he could, he was, he was way more accurate than than his brother. 
But man, look, I know you got other people on the other line. No, no, no. I'm about, I you you go, you gonna be you gonna be the last one, man. But yeah, somebody said Saban opened up Pandora's box and he outspoke he his did. wisdom teeth. That's basically what he did. I said, God he dog, did. Saban. He said what he look, said I'm what everybody you. was thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what exactly what's gonna happen, bro. What? As soon as Nick Saban retire, you gonna hear all these stories coming out of Alabama of all these players that was getting paid, all this infractions. You gonna hear all this stuff because he was, ain't no way you can sign number one class after number one class after number one class and ain't nothing illegal going on. You mean to tell me kids from California want to just come to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, just to come play for Nick Saban? Yeah, come on, bro. In, in, the, in the woods, man. <laughs> in the trees. Come. Come on, man. Come on. Come Alabama on, man. Them, the, SEC, the SEC got them deep pockets, bruh. Mm. Why, 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 uh, why you think all of a sudden now Oklahoma and Texas is going to come to the SEC? They already done signed the, uh, the contract. They're going to be in the SEC West come 2026. You know, th- th- this, is, this is what happened, and this is real talk. My Jackson State. They, they, mm-hmm. they, the Memorial Stadium where they play at, right? Mm-hmm. They don't make enough money to keep the building, like infrastructure, upright. <laughs> so they mm-hmm. use games to, to, in order to, to keep the building, the infrastructure upright. At the yep. time, Ole Miss in Mississippi State, they played the Egg Bowl. It was supposed to be in the center of the the capital of Mississippi, which is Jackson, for the state, because it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a state-funded project. But the mm-hmm. day they announced that the proceeds and the money will have to be split to Jackson State, they said, you know what? We're going to put our committee together and we're going to build our own stadiums at our own facilities, and we're not going to give y'all a piece of that money. And we look for those who don't understand to make this thing. I'm not trying to make it political. We are not mm-hmm. talking about thousands nor millions. That SEC contract was designed and, and, and billions, implemented bro. for a billion dollars when they introduced the TV billions. contract in just because those boys didn't want to split that because they knew that they was going to have to give that money to JSU and their program. And on top of that, that program, due to the infrastructure and where they're located at, if you graduated from Ole Miss with an engineering degree, your butt had to come all the way down because of pre-agreed responsibilities from the state. You had to come down to Jackson State and finish up your one year just to get your degree. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm telling you, I can't make this stuff up. So now what hey, Dion Prime, what Prime is doing is basically he's closing the gap of saying, okay, well, mm-hmm. a player that can play, can, he can play, regardless of whether or not it's HBCU or SEC. But before SEC became their powerhouse, they didn't, they wasn't mm-hmm. their powerhouse until the dollars, the TV money came in. And that's why I tell people yep. it's not about the standard, it's not about the appearance and the stand, because people are like, hey, we're going to boycott Jerry Jones. No, it's the TV dollars. The TV the dollars. TV dollars. And the you don't TV think, dollars, you don't think that those programs, all of a sudden, when they got, I forgot the billion dollar number, I think it was like $3 billion. 
that those programs mm-hmm. all of a sudden <clears throat> when they join when they start getting those TV deals that all of a sudden yes sir that they start recruit these better players because they start budgeting so look at this, look at this law, that money look off. This yep. it all started it all started in 2009 yep. when Alabama won that national title against Texas yeah then all of a sudden Alabama won it then Florida won it then Florida won it again then Alabama won it then Auburn won it. Then, uh, then uh, I think Alabama went back to back again. So then, CBS signed them to a one billion dollar contract. When they, the yeah. SEC on CBS made it a lifetime. With the mm. SEC, it's going to only be broadcasted on CBS. Ooh. Then ESPN. Came ESPN in. money, man. And then remember, because the SEC was the first college uh, powerhouse pro, uh, uh, conference to have its own channel. The SEC Network yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. So then, after the SEC Network came out, then the Pac-12 Network came out, and the um and the and the uh, ACC Network came out. But it don't garner it don't garner no type of money because folks don't know whenever an SEC team wins that national championship, every school gets a cut of that money. And that would be called rev, rev, revenue sharing within their own. Woo, man, you spend too much yeah. truth, man. Hold on, hold so on, why hold on. You think, why you think? Why you think Oklahoma and Texas? <laughs> check this out. Check this out. Now you know Texas got all them oil fields, oil tycoons, right? Now all of a sudden, now Oklahoma and Texas gonna join the SEC. It's Yo. bigger than football, bro. It's bigger than football, bro. It is, bro. It, 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 look, look. That, and, and, that's just this, a byproduct. This, this why I kind of got up. This why I kind of got upset with with Jackson State a little bit, just a little bit. Yo, yo. Because Jackson State, all Jackson State boosters been had money, been had money, been had it. But when Prime got there, when Prime got there, all of a sudden now, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars are being raised at Jackson State from the boosters. From the boosters, man. They could have been got. They could have been fixed the stadium. They could have been fixed the practice fields. But it wasn't until Prime got there, and all of a sudden, because all the attention that Prime bring with him. Look, bro. You spitting so much truth. There was a community college, like a little smaller college, and, mm-hmm. and, and this happened when a hurricane Katrina came, and and the Saints were looking for a stadium, and they said, "Man, let's just yeah. go do it in Memorial." They went out there and they realized, yeah, it's a big stadium. It's nice. But, shoot, Deuce McAllister and all of those boys, they can get snapped up out there. So they went and used that little yeah. small stadium. <laughs> I forgot yeah, the name of that playing, team. They started, yeah. they started playing at, at, in Shreveport. At in Shreveport, at yeah, yeah. But the original agreement was to play the original agreement was to play Memorial at Jack State. <laughs> but the field was tore up. The field was tore up. Yeah. But now, guess what? Prime they done built out there. A, Shoot. They done built a two million dollar practice field. They done put. They done built a two point five million dollar indoor facility with brand new locker rooms. You can go on Prime. Anybody that's listening can go on Prime's uh, uh, Instagram, and mm-hmm. he got it all up there. And they just made they the city of Jackson just authorized the commission of building a brand new indoor stadium. Get out of here, man. I ain't been following Jackson that long. Ooh. They, they the going crazy in, with it. In, three, in, in, in about three, four years, them boys going to be playing in a dome. Get out of here, man. Man, yeah, bro. Oh, wow. They just redid the whole field at, at, 
at the vet. They just redid the whole field. They got state of the artificial turf on the field now. Lord have mercy. I need to I need to go they back done, down there to Jackson, just drive through there, man. Bro, they done, they done put them boys in brand new uniforms. They got just as much color coded uniforms as Oregon do now. Man, that's crazy, man. Shoot, Prime. So now, now and now he just because what what Prime doing is he raping the transfer portal. He yeah. got boys transferring from USC, Florida, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi State. He got one boy from Tennessee. He got two boys from Alabama. They coming down there, bro. That yeah, Doug O'Prime. Y'all protect Prime at all costs. Hey, hey when, some, when, when somebody he's said. He's doing it for the coach. He's doing it for the culture. But when somebody said, hey, man, Law, what do you think about Prime being a coach for the Dallas Cowboys? If Prime become the coach for like what he, like I was watching some videos of this Prime coaching. Because I didn't like, mm-hmm. I didn't. Trust me, I still can't stand Prime, even though he we got a Super Bowl from him. <laughs> he still peed eyed by guy Michael Irvin. I can't stand him. Yeah, and did. then he played for every he team. Did. He played for the Washington team, the Ravens team. I said, look, that Prime just just he just milking the system. Get out of here, you know. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. When I heard the news of him, when I heard the news of him going to to my Jackson State, I said, man, this is just a publicity stunt. He ain't finna do anything. It's just about him. I thought it was just about Bro. him. I, I was so wrong because when I looked at this man and I saw him coaching, this dude is coaching, coaching. He coaching, coach. How do you how do you get the number one cornerback in the entire nation? You steal him from Florida State. And he signed with Jackson State. Hey, hey, he steal him from the team. That you play for, you know. <laughs> that you play for. Because, and I think the way the re- I think one of the reasons why Prime did that for the state because he's supposed to got that head coaching job with Florida State, but they screwed him out of it. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He they was supposed- yeah. look before they hired Norvell, mm. he was one of the front runners to land the head coaching job at Florida State. Yo, my. But now the- he going to Jackson State. And he turning Jackson State into the Alabama of the swag, bro. Look, I tell you this and right here. Brings- I tell you this right here. If Prime was coaching this team, we would have back to back Super Bowls. Prime gonna bring that attitude. He will. He, he gonna bring that. He, attitude. You will flat. Got to be a dog. You flat. What happened? What, what happened against the 49ers would never happen. Never I, happen. That, 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 look, that that there's no. There's no cap to this. If Prime was the coach for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm saying it, we would we would have back-to-back Super Bowls. You know Shaquille O'Neal is campaign is leading the campaign for them to hire Prime as a head coach now. Yeah, but but he said he can't tell grown man what to do. That's what Prime said. He 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 don't have time to play with grown man. But bro, can you imagine can you imagine Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs learning from Prime, bro? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole nother level, bro. But hey, before I go, I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this though. Folks, better watch out for Jabril Cox, boy. Mm-hmm. That boy coming with it this year. No doubt. I really believe it. I think Jabril Cox, he gonna surprise some people. He he may just give Van Der Esch a run for his money. Yeah. Oh yeah. He may just. He may I, just. He may just. We'll see. We'll see. No doubt, man. Appreciate Pre- you, fam. Appreciate you. Hey, tell your boy, hey, 
tell your boys next time, bro. Don't, 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 don't down talk <laughs> off point like that, bro. Hey, Not man, like but, but y'all have a good one, man. Look, 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 we have, we just have to have a Mississippi talk one day, man. We're going to have to. We're going to have to come up on it. That's nice, bro. We no doubt. Nice. We can't sit down here. No, no doubt, bro. Salute. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> All right, man. That, that was the last phone call. Look, look. Some people, R&B says, I don't know if you're a singer, but R&B says, uh, "Law, you smoking? Hell no." Look, man. I had the same doubts. I had the same doubts about Prime for my Jackson State, but he he is not. Look, he is a coach. Coach. He's a. I'm gonna hold these guys accountable. Coach. He is a guy that demanded those boys be on time. Um, just check out his IG stories. Check out some of the films from uh, Cut Day. Shout out to shout out, shout out to my boys Cut Day uh, on YouTube. And Prime is a real good coach, bro. And you know, I thought that he was going to be like the coach he was out here in uh, in Cedar Hill and Trinity. But no, 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 no. And I thought that he was doing it just for his sons. But he coaches his son even harder. You know, uh, Prime is a good coach, man. I, I know that you, I thought that he was going to be a – I thought he was going to be uh, a flashy, dashy guy, a political guy, and just doing it for uh, pubs. No, no, this dude is a real coach's coach, man, and – Check out my guy, man. I'm, I'm going to plug his channel, man, and uh, just check out some of his stuff, man. Cut Day, there's my boys over there, and uh, check it out right there. Uh, the link is right now in the description or in the uh, chat log there. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I uh, really thank you guys for being part um, of this episode. I know we jumped off the topic there, but um, Eddie's doing it with fun, and Coach Prime is doing it with fun, and that's another thing. Uh, Cowboy Nation. I'm going to get on up out of here, Cowboys. But uh, I want you guys to be sure that even in this moment, right, of being where the Cowboys are, back to the Cowboys conversation, even at this moment where it, where it appears that the Cowboys – are not making enough moves. I like it. The divisional champs in this division, the Dallas Cowboys, who didn't win a playoff game last year, is now look to be in second or third place to most pundits and critics. Because now all of a sudden, the Eagles did not just close the gaps, but they trumped the Dallas Cowboys as relates to paper champs. And that's okay. I get it. I love it. So the pressure shouldn't be on the Cowboys now. It should be on those Philadelphia Eagles. They the ones that got all of the moves this offseason. They the ones that hit it out of the park as it relates to the draft picks. They the ones 
who can say to themselves, they had a rookie coach last year. And now it's his second year, and he should be elevated. He should already understand the terrain. And nine and eight was just his starting point, his beginning. And nothing less would be acceptable. But I come here to tell you guys that's watching, those who follow the Cowboys from left to right, since 1995, we've been wanting to get back to this place as it relates to winning multiple games in the playoffs. That should be our starting point. 12 and 5 should be our floor, right? <laughs> and everybody doubting us because we got rid of Amari Cooper, big Lyell Collins. There's no chance for this team to be the same because Randy Gregory is no longer rolling up QBs over here. He's rolling up QBs over there. Paper is good. But I come here to tell y'all right now, Cowboy Nation, if you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all of your desires, if it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you will gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it, if you will simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, with strength and scorgacity, with faith, hope, and confidence and stern pertinacity, neither cold poverty or famish or fame or sickness or body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. If dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of Almighty, you will get it. Not by the paper, but by the fire you put in and the desire. I told people just a couple of episodes ago that if you have the mentality of the PhD, poor, hungry, and determined, to not listen to the naysayers or what they say that you will become, but listen to the grind and the size of your heart because everybody counting you out, Tyler Smith, everybody counting you out, Sam, and all you did, Tyler Smith, had the best rush, run, block, grade out of everybody in the draft, and all you did, Sam Williams, is had the most sacks outside of Aiden Hutchinson than anybody in this draft. What the Cowboys done did is went and got a wide receiver from South Alabama who put up more yards than any wide receiver that was drafted, I believe, in front of him. So now you're going into a system where you're not asked to be the number one. You're the third best, third at least, at best. Let that sink in. So let's get this thing going for the 2022 season. It's all like popcorn, baby. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best of hits and overs. <laughs> yes, let's go, baby. 
Let's play my time. I mean, thank you, guys. Let's go. Let's go, baby. We get all up out of here. And, and you know, how you uh, say? Uh, yeah, Jerry. I want me some glory. There you go, Jerry. You're going to get that. Let me keep talking about you, man. Hey. Shout out to you, Say Prime. Time for your mind. Shout out to you, Alex. Yo, SG. Let's go. Let's roll those credits. Shout out to those. Nowadays, nothing really excites me. Come on. tell people man if you're watching all the way to this point and you have not smashed that like button or share come on man shame 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 <laughs> come on let's get up out of here one love to everybody let's go
the chat, baby. I know you 